There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, the do I. Hello and welcome to the Power Chord Hour. Thank you so much for checking out another episode. And as always, I'm your host, Anthony Merchant. I'm very excited. We have an in-studio interview and guest for you on this one. Doesn't happen a whole lot, but making his fourth appearance, I got local musician, artist, Joey Cobra. Joey, man, how are you today? Great. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, it's been, uh, I, I think... I want to say you've probably, I mean, in studio, you you the most like person. I think you're the only one we've had in studio, <laughs> and I, I think as far as guests, I don't I don't know that anyone has you beat besides maybe my buddy Kyle who does a good amount of like phoners. Yeah, but like yeah, I think as far as like guest guests and stuff, you you got to be up there. Well, it's an honor to be here. It's cool to uh, you know be kind of semi regular, so maybe we can kind of make this and do a uh, more you know often pattern oh, yeah. i guess no i'd be i'd be into that because it's weird like you you have been on a lot but then i guess it was like what back in july i think we did the fat records one yeah i think so I, we do this every time you're in i try to remember yep. the last time you're in it is it like it it feels longer and i don't realize it till you're in i'm like oh i guess that was like it's been an interesting couple of years so memory's yeah. kind of foggy well yeah because you're right too <laughs> it's the other thing is is i guess all of this we've had you on like since like i think your first time was like summer 2020 so yep. it's been during interesting times you've been yeah. on yeah you know but uh i mean i guess the thing we always kind of start with you know you are a musician and artist and everything you working on anything creative lately i mean working on any music working on any art what have you been up to um yeah i guess a little bit of both um like I, I said, um, I guess probably each appearance is uh, I've got a uh, young daughter who was born during 2020. So she's yeah. been kind of taking up most of my time and, uh, you know, working full time and all that stuff. But um, I finally kind of got back into um, doing some more demoing for a new EP. Nice. Um, you know, I don't really have a deadline for it but um i mean all the songs are there the lyrics are written all the melodies and vocals are written and stuff it's just about kind of getting the time to be able to sit down and crunch that out that, that's understandable I mean, yeah that, that yeah i think i think you had your daughter like a few months after the first i remember when you yeah. came on you're like about to have a daughter i'm like oh yeah you're about it was, to in, get very, it was in august yeah yeah like you're about to get very busy yep. like and that, that totally makes sense that yeah music's a little uh more like on the back burner with that. yeah she used to um she used to tolerate me like playing guitar and stuff like i would i would do some cover songs for her and stuff she doesn't really once she started being able to like get up and walk around and start <laughs> getting into trouble then it was like Losing a little attention. bit harder but when she was just kind of like sitting there she was she was you know happy as a clam with me kind of jamming out to no effects and lag wagon songs and stuff so i remember yeah i think i remember you putting some of those on on instagram maybe yeah no i've got them on uh i've got them on on instagram and youtube and what's funny is like the the may 16th cover that i did you know has like a, a few thousand views on it Jeez. and stuff <laughs> me just oh, wow. dicking around on the guitar 
singing that song with my with my daughter and she's singing over me and grabbing at the strings and playing with their toys and stuff it's it's hilarious but um yeah i got that and a couple other songs on there on uh they're on youtube and instagram Nice. Yeah, I knew they were on Instagram. I didn't realize you had them on uh, on YouTube. Yeah. Do you put a lot of stuff like on on a YouTube page? I've got a. I I started doing like maybe a handful of covers. Um, the a couple months ago. Um, just kind of, you know, maybe needing some time to like clear my head and stuff, and just deciding to like sit down do do like uh, no use for a name, Melancholin, Lagwagon, all the groups. Um, yeah. <laughs> the old 90s hits and stuff so um yeah so i've got a a, a couple just kind of you know low five solo videos of me just on the guitar doing that on my youtube channel does that like doing covers like does that ever do you feel like that inspires you at all or gets you to kind of like like if you're in like say you have write, writer's block or anything do you feel yeah. like creatively that kind of opens doors if you start like doing like covers or playing things like that like i feel like sometimes i'll get I'll get into moods on on guitar or something, or maybe mm-hmm. I'll start playing covers of something, and then it and then it does bleed in. Maybe I'm not yeah. writing a lot lately, and then all of a sudden, if I'm like playing a lot of like alkaline trio covers or right. something, all of a sudden I'm yeah. kind of writing whatever I write next. Kind of uh, maybe yeah. it doesn't sound straight up like if you can tell where the influence is coming from. Right, right, right. You? Um, yeah, sometimes I think I think maybe it's it's more like kind of like a unconscious thing, like. Uh, I think I think that I I do it just because I'm like um either either bored or just need to like want to want to play but don't really want to play my own stuff or write like writing's kind of a tedious thing you're using a different part of your brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um so I think it's more of just like uh a way to to kind of like warm up whilst while not doing um not doing the actual like creative part you're just kind of like playing someone else's song so um and it's nice i mean like it you know you always like those songs for a reason so you know it's nice to be able to like just you know sit down and play them and um even when i was doing like solo acoustic shows i would always sprinkle in like a handful of you know uh cover songs no effects and no use for a name and all that stuff. So it's something that I had been used to doing for a long time. Those make sense to it. And I know we've talked about this at least once on here, but like those songs really sound good acoustic. Like it's crazy yeah. how, how good those songs, like they're almost, even though obviously the originals are like fast punk songs, like they sound great slowed down on acoustic yeah. guitar, like those arrangements. And I think the like chord progressions and stuff, they just tend to work really well on acoustic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's also like fun to kind of figure out how to, um, accomplish like a punk rock song that's like got two or maybe even three guitars, like yeah. just on one guitar and like what you can do <laughs> with like the most minimal amount of you know tools at your at your you know use so it's uh it's nice to be able to kind of come up with different arrangements and do different things to uh to get the song done and work on an acoustic level yeah and that's kind of it is fun too because 
like, yeah, the groundwork is kind of there with the song, but like, you're right because if originally there's like three guitars, there's a bunch of distortion and stuff on it. Yeah. You can't, I mean, yeah, you could be very, you know, you could do the very basic and maybe figure out the chords and just play like straight the chords, maybe power chords on acoustic guitar with it, but it's not going to work the same way. You, you can't, you can't the same way that like an electric guitar maybe sounds really great with those power chords and stuff, but just playing that on acoustic sometimes doesn't work. So yep. you, you're almost forced sometimes to like, figure out like, like you're saying like the like a new arrangement like how does this sound good and yeah not just me singing over some like strum chords or something right well also like figuring out the solos and yeah. stuff like that and like how to do maybe like a hybrid part of the solo and the rhythm so you know it's fun to kind of i think that kind of stuff challenges you to like be a better guitarist too and maybe come come up with a you know the most like the best use of of your guitar parts when you start to like write your own songs too yeah i, I see where you're coming from like i feel like like the last like year i i've always like when i write music i always write guitar like lead and rhythm and sometimes mm-hmm. i will throw like a third guitar in there but like the last year or so i've gotten really into like power trios and getting more into the idea of you have less to fall back on. Like, mm-hmm. I like that idea of you have one guitar track. You don't have three guitar tracks to match. Right. You can't do that. Like, yeah. you have one guitar to fill the sound. Like, you have bass, drums, one guitar, and with that, you have to fill the sound. And I feel like no one can slack in that. Like, right. You know, not and also bass player and stuff. You're not just, like, if you try just playing straight up root notes and just being, like, you know, just trying to put it on cruise control, a lot of times it sounds awful. It can't work that. Yeah, way. yeah. I mean, you want to you want to kind of keep things fresh and keep things interesting, and and you know when you add those little extra elements, like it just makes for a a better listening experience. You know, I, I think so. I, yeah. I also credit the Dirty Nil locks. I've been listening to them a lot the last year, and like just as a trio, like it just blows my mind still how much they fill out the sound. Yep. With just again like there's there's no second guitar there it's one, right it's one guitar and he's figuring that out while he's singing as well so he's playing rhythm lead and also singing and it's mm-hmm. like i love that because you have to think it more there's yeah. not there's not that i'm the lead singer so i'm gonna be i'm gonna play rhythm guitar and i'm just gonna strum like eighth note power right chords. like you're not right. you're not you can't do that you can't get away with it like that you have to mm-hmm. really also you have to play with sound like i noticed that where you start playing with things where maybe you hold a note longer than you normally would or maybe you yeah. maybe you figure out dynamics more where maybe i'm quiet here maybe i'm not here like yeah there's something to be said about that i think and you just reminded me that like like with you kind of doing that with acoustic that like yeah lately i've been kind of like if i write something i try to go how do you how do you make this really good just minimal yeah like you don't you, how do i do this without all the extra right exactly know? I mean, like, even even at its simplest forming, you look at, like, something like, I mean, the Ramones aren't a trio, but there's only one guitar, one bass, yeah. one drums. They didn't need anything else. So how can I be, like, how can I be more like the Ramones kind of thing? Like, <laughs> yeah. how can I be a band that doesn't need much else? I think there's a lot of bands that are probably asking themselves, how can I be more like the Ramones? Yeah, they should. <laughs> they should, because I got to tell you, the funniest thing is, like, I, you know, Blink-182 is one of my favorite bands. But most bands that sound like Blink-182, I can't stand. If yeah. a band sends me music and, and one of the things, like, recommended if you like Blink, like, Blink-182 is in there, unless they're, like, I guess very specific and say, like, Dude Ranch or Blink or something, there's yeah. a good chance I'm not going to like it. Whereas yeah. Ramones, if you say you sound <laughs> like the Ramones, it's just Ramones core, yeah. like, I love it. It's probably, I'm going to probably love it. I just really do. Well, you know, you think about, Think about how um, how iconic 
the Ramones are and the Ramones albums are versus, um, you know, what whatever album Blink came out with in 2000. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Enema of the State. Yeah. Think about, you know, how, how iconic, like, that one and Dude Ranch are. The Ramones just kind of, like, they did it at an early enough time that, like, um, it... T- they caused they had so much influence over other bands and oh, yeah. and everything and like i think blink 182 like those albums are are great and have you know huge followings and people love them but like there's not like there's not enema of the state core <laughs> yeah that's a good point you know no there's just a lot of bands poorly doing yeah <laughs> blink 182 yeah they're not, poorly covering the rock show right right <laughs> i mean like there's you want you want like something if it's if it's that inspired by that you want something that's maybe a little bit more or a little bit different versus like if it's drawing influence from like the Ramones or something like you're like oh yeah I know exactly what I'm getting into and I know exactly what I'm gonna hear maybe it's more pure because I think of this a lot like there's other bands where I think of that where I go there's bands who I absolutely love who, again, like it does nothing for me if you say you sound like like this, this, yeah, this. Yeah. I may, and I love all – it could be three bands that I love. Mm-hmm. It could be we sound like Blink, Green Day, insert another band of that era. But like if it's all kind of the same thing too, then I go yeah. like it, maybe it's just like I think of it as like a ripoff or something. Right. Or it's going to be that. Yeah. Whereas if there's certain bands you say you're going to sound like, like I would – I'm more apt to listen to it because it tends to be I'm going to like it more. And I don't yeah. I don't know why that is, but there's certain bands, whether it be the Ramones and a bunch of other... I kind of want to say the Replacements, but they're kind of 50-50 because that's become one that I feel like just PR people is one you throw in there. Yeah. There's certain bands where I think PR people just know... if, Or any of just bands, you know where yeah. you're going to go recommend it if you like and you have three bands to choose from. Yep. There's, certain, there's certain bands that just get thrown on every single one. Like if we're indie rock or we're college rock or we're pop punk... You yeah. have those like three that always get thrown around. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, it, it just it depends the band. Like, there's certain bands I love who, yeah. If, if you say you sound like them, I mean, I kind of go in a little cynical, or you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. Kind of, I, I hold my I hold my question till the end, and then with the other ones, I'll kind of go like, oh my god, like no, like yeah, I'm I'm totally into that. If you say you sound like this, I'm totally for it. Well, it's, it's funny. It's works. funny that you say that because like, um, we're doing that the top releases of 2021 and um the bands that i that i was you know choosing i i found myself like naturally saying like okay well they kind of sound like this band this band this this (laughs) and like hearing like hearing little elements of like all these things so like it's something that i guess i i personally like am able to like uh, uh, cross reference to my back catalog in my brain of like, okay, they they kind of the singer sounds like this guy and this and the oh, guitars kind of yeah. sound like this. So like, it's something that I always end up doing, you know, whether I like it or not. It's just like com- comparing to other bands. That problem's not so bad. I don't mind like the the comparisons. Not like I'll do that too for sure. Right. I mean, there there's there's definitely like at the end of the day, it is true. Like you kind of have either the genre you like or the kind of bands you like. And no matter what you, no matter what you think you have choice of, like the music you like, there's going to be elements of music that it's like I like this because in my formidable years or whatever, I like I like punk rock. So obviously, right. 
if there's elements of punk rock in it, even if it's not just straight up punk, you're right. going to be, you know what I mean? You'll be, yeah. you'll kind of be like brought to it, you know? So, I mean, I, I still get that. It's the being, I guess, not so on the nose. It's like, it's, it's okay if I listen to your band and I go, I can tell they have, maybe you listen to it and you can tell they have a certain album in their record collection. You can tell yep. they're into that band. Like, that's totally cool. Yeah. But if I'm just listening and go, oh my God, like you're just exactly whatever that band is. Like, yeah. Like a, a, a worse version of it or something. <laughs> now at the same time, maybe there's people who are better at it. Like it, yeah. if, if you can do a better version, I guess I'm not against that. Like yeah. if you can be like, no, nah, like they influenced us, but we're better right. than them. Yeah. <laughs> like screw them. Like I got to kind of hear that. I mean, the uh-huh. cockiness, if you're like, we sound like Blink-182, but like screw those old guys. They can't write as good as I yeah. Then I might check you out. But <laughs> We sound like Blink-182 if every member was Mozart. <laughs> Okay, We're, that you yeah. might get me. This, this, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm already intrigued. It's interesting how it works. I mean, you know, we were, we were talking about it even before the mics came on. Just like the music industry in general, and I'm talking about whether it's from the musician side, whether it's you do a radio show or a podcast, you're just trying to get your music out there. Maybe you're a promoter, maybe you're A&R, whatever it is. It's, it's not a set industry in that way where there's like a blueprint for how to do things. You know, yeah. there's, there's just... There's personal tastes. There's just things. I think personal taste comes in a lot of times where no matter how diplomatic you try to be, you you like it or you don't. And I I think that, you know, there's just certain things you can't, you can't choose. Right. Well, it's art, you know? Yeah, exactly. Art and art's subjective. You know, it it can be like, like whatever, but like, I mean, even, even interesting, like talking about like our list and like what we liked in the last year, like it's interesting to see like places where. We kind of meet and we yep. found the same things and, mm-hmm. you know, you just go other places. And it doesn't even mean that we don't, like, I'm sure if I went through your list, I'd probably like almost everything on there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. trust it because I go, okay, like, we have enough things in line. But still, it's interesting. We're like, we're two people who might listen to, like, the same type of music, yet we both found maybe 10 different bands last year that the other didn't somehow. Right. Well, I mean, at, at least, like, I was looking at, at your playlist that you that you put out today. And, um, you know, there was, yeah, like a handful of, of similar bands and similar releases that I had put on my list. But I mean, I guess, I I guess it's just a testament to not only like the wide range and the wide spectrum of like what punk rock is, um, but also the overwhelming amount of releases that came out in 2021, like I was so I've got I'm I'm looking at a playlist that I put together and um it's just of you know any release from 2021 of you know either bands that I had found or like people who had tell, told me about these releases or whatever um guess how long it is how many hours do you think it is Oh man this is the least I'm gonna go four or five. It's forty three hours <laughs> oh and thirty God. minutes. Oh, I was a little off. <laughs> this this playlist is t- is titled "Content Fatigue" because that's <laughs> what I was feeling as I kept adding release after release to this thing. Oh my God! <laughs> and i I went through and checked out. I, I checked out every single album on here, just kind Damn. of like. To some capacity, I didn't like listen to every. Yeah, no, I um, a lot of them, you know, I I 
listen to a fair amount but then there was like random ones like people posted online they're like you know you need to check out this this and this and this and and you know you do that like 20 seconds of like each song just kind of like power through you do that power listen that's that's what i did and uh there's even a few that i didn't even really get to yet um i can imagine (laughs) 47 hours and then um and that that's what my list is and at the same time your list still has mostly it's like yours is like over two hours of all complete all every oh, single yeah. song is a different artist of all other things that oh, all yeah, other right. albums that i had that i didn't like see so like i mean it's it was overwhelming like trying to trying to like not only figure out what came out in 2021 because 2020 and oh, 2021 yeah, there was yeah definitely <laughs> definitely just a one year one mega shit year oh and, i was asking when i ask like i've had bands on in interviews like what were your favorite albums of the year and i never realized like what kind of, like i was asking them and they were all like they it's like i have to think for a second like half things yeah. they tell you came out the year prior but it's That's like, a hard question it, just, it blends together it is and it is hard and i don't think about that until you're put on the spot and i'm like you know if someone just asked me that I'd probably yep. be like, oh, man, I got to think about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I've got, um, then I went and kind of like took my favorite songs of, um, from each album, um, and it's like 62, 63 songs. It's three hours and 18 minutes of all, every sing- like every song is a different band. Um, this is your whittled down version. That's of my. That's just like my hours. my throw it on shuffle. Here's like the highlights of 2021. Kind I like of. that. And then I had like another one where I took my top like five or ten favorite albums and just put each album kind of in a single playlist, and that way I could just like have them all in one place, so I could I could go through and weigh each one and figure out because it was really hard trying to pick like you know what's number four what's number two what's you know number one i i kind of always knew like that that was the number one but um the rest of them it was tough because a lot of these a lot of these albums i kind of just had started listening to within the past couple of months so you're still kind of like in that that phase where you're like learning the songs and and learning the album and everything so it's still a little bit new you know? oh, a lot of a lot of like later album it is funny because like when i make when i do like my top 10 list every year and you're absolutely right because like my top three i always kind of have in my head like i know yep. my top three when it's time to do top 10 i got to think about it for a minute i yeah. gotta think of all the music came out the year <clears throat> think of how much because the other thing too is you'll get like something will come out and you listen to it a ton when it came out and then just and then, more stuff comes out, and you yeah. forget about it. And it's know? like maybe you overplayed it a little bit, and uh, then it just kind of like moves down the list. So, I, I mean, you know. I started doing the last two years, and I kind of like it. Like, I do my top ten, or not top, I think it's my top five. I know I have to think about it, but I think it's like my top five of the year so far I do in the middle of the year because your list changed so much that I almost like doing it because it's it's cool to see what my list looks like in june or july versus at the end of december yeah you know because there's certain things that stay on there and then there's certain things that just disappear like there's albums i love to death and if you went back and listened i probably gush about for 20 minutes right and then right. it's like by the end of the year i mean not that i hate it or anything but it, it just fell off it's the like, list yeah it's, it's kind of like it's it's like uh when you 
when you binge watch a TV show <laughs> and you're like, this is literally the greatest piece of cinema that's ever been released. <laughs> and then like you look at it a year later and you're like, that show sucked. This other show that came out was incredible. I love that. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. It's 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 the same thing with music. There were, and including on this, because I mean, I'm, I mean, it's all documented. Like when I say something about like, oh, I love this album, yep. it's on there. You can yep. find it, and it's yep. so funny because throughout the year, I mean, I just know ones, including through 2020, I remember ones, and I'm like, you know, this album's so great. And then by the end of the year, like I forgot about it. Yeah, like I Whoops. like. I'm maybe putting the list together of like song, like doing like that Spotify playlist, and I go, "Oh shit, I forgot that yeah. even came out." Again, content fatigue. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff, and also it's it's tough, kind of like um, having that that build up to an album too, because there's because bands are they're not just releasing their album; they're taking like um, one song a month and releasing them as singles yeah. and then you know you're like okay well this is cool and then you know another month goes by okay this is cool and then um sometimes if it if there's too much time passes you forget that that band like you're you know you move yeah. on you forget you're like oh did that band ever come out with an album because they were just like teasing us forever yeah and then i and then here's an album that i forgot that this band came out with you know it's funny too like with those because sometimes a band will just randomly release a single out of nowhere like two songs and it's funny because like at this point i'm kind of anticipating it yeah coming out an album or something so sometimes you'll find those and like i don't realize they came out and you go oh is that just a single before the album came out and then it was on the album and you're like oh no they just like randomly released it's that just one a song we it's just, just a song that kind of exists we just had you know had some extra time and felt like yeah <laughs> felt like recording like put it out yeah it, it's an interesting i know i know we were talking about this a few weeks ago when we were like yeah. messaging and it kind of brings up like a good point like about like that like how we've i mean music shifts and you hear people talk about that like i hear a lot about like and I don't know. I feel like it's more of a headline grab, but like the death of a full album, like yeah. albums going away, which I mean, again, I feel is like a headline grab. But like it is an interesting thing to talk about because you do see, I mean, singles and stuff come out more and more EPs and stuff. Yeah. Like it's an interesting thing to talk about. And like like I know you like the I mean, just a couple years ago, did you do put two EPs out in 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. One was like what was one like kind of towards one was like the summer and one was like the winter. No, one was in May and one was in uh I think it was August, August, August or September, maybe it was released. But um, I, I that was more of like a coincidental thing because one was one, you had for a long time, one, right? one was on the uh, on the shelf for like seven years, yeah, and then right. um, then finally got got finished, and then the other one was like all fresh new stuff that was the songs i had written but it was all newly recorded stuff yeah yeah that, so. that's right i remember that mm -hmm. and like like i don't know like see i liked like how you did that i thought that worked there's certain like the thing i don't think i like and and this album was my second favorite of the year but like and i think i saw it on your playlist so you might mm -hmm. like but sincere engineers album bless my yeah mm -hmm. i love that record it's my second favorite album of the year the thing that i didn't like was they kept releasing singles off it so by the time the album came out I think there was like four songs that I hadn't heard. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. an exaggeration. Maybe it was like five yep. or six, but mm -hmm. at least half the album had already been out. So like when they're coming out, I'm excited. Yeah. But then when you listen to it, like that that whole anticipation for a new album of your favorite band like coming out, 
it's yeah. kind of weird when you've heard, you know what I mean? Like you're going through and you think this next song's be new and it's one you've already heard maybe 50 times. Well, so, and, and this is something that is very, um, this is, it's very dated, but, uh, it back in like the early two thousands, fat records used to, when they, when they had a new release coming out on their website, they would have one free MP3 yes, download. Yes. I love that. And so you'd be able to like, Oh shit, you know, Dillinger four is coming out with a new album. I can, I'm, I'm going to download this one song, which is great. It's getting hyped for the album. It's, you know, like giving you a taste of what's going to happen. But then what happens is then you play that one song out and then <laughs> true. the album comes out and you just kind of like, you're so excited about like all of the new music that you get to hear that you're like, you're almost tempted to skip that song. And sometimes you do skip that song. And so right. um, I, I feel like maybe there's a little, a little element of like, that's what's, that's what's happening is like when, when, and it sucks because the, we're all like slaves to the algorithm and like the <laughs> bands are, you know, trying to keep up with, with, you know, what is, you know, governed by Spotify and the yeah. way that they should be like releasing things. And, um, so they're being rewarded by Spotify by, by releasing things as singles and having more releases more frequently, even though it's not a full album or it's not an EP or whatever. You it's just like, a lot. just sing, like yeah. a random song and it's yep. like, it has its own, like, instead of it just being, you're going to listen to it off the main album. Like they also have it just sitting up there as like a standalone right. single. I, and there's, there's, you know whatever it's fine i mean it's whether you like the music or not you're gonna listen to it but um i saw like a, a couple artists i was i was looking at like release music in 2020 but what it was was like they had like six or seven just singles come out in 2020 oh. and it's like and and this is another like like horribly first world problem situation. You mean I got to click on every single one of these, <laughs> save this song to my, and then I got to go out, click back on this yeah, other thing. It's, it's a re- <laughs> people send links to, and like, like I, I hate to sound like, and it's kind of the same thing, yeah. like first world problems, but people are like, send me their music, like check out my band. And like, I, I hope they send me an MP3 or Dropbox or something. Uh-huh. That's what I want. Yep. Sometimes they'll send a Spotify link and it's a single, and you go to hit it, and it's in a shuffle thing. So, like, this, if the song won't even play first. I have to then sit there, and, like, you have to skip through a few songs, that main one to play. I don't know if they're, oh, like, sending me a messed up yeah. link or what, but, like, I don't know. it just becomes this thing of, like, I, I just want to hear the song. They just got to send you a cassette tape. Yeah, that's just send me a cassette tape. Make this easy, man. I want to be able to, like, there's no ads on cassette yeah. tapes. I can fast forward six times. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. there, there's uh, there's no McDonald's commercial in the middle of track four oh, and yeah. five. Yeah. It, it, and that is something I will I will uh, power or shout out to uh, Bandcamp, what I like is, because it's true, like, everyone, everyone uh, you know, Spotify, and not just Spotify, everyone, you know, very playlist-heavy and stuff, which really yep. isn't, there's nothing wrong with that, but, like, I think shying away from like albums and stuff. I think you lose. Like I, I like that. I like something like a. I mean, obviously, Bandcamp. You're like buying it, but like, I like certain things like that where you go on, you listen to the whole album. It's not the idea yeah. of I'm going to listen to mm-hmm. it shuffled or kind of messed up right. and other right. things sprinkled through. I'm going to listen to that whole album. Yeah, because yeah. some albums too only work 
together as a piece. There's certain songs mm-hmm. which I'm sure I'm sure as I say it, I'm, you might even think of some, but like albums you can think of where there's songs that are good, but they don't make sense without the song before right. it or whatever. Like it works I mean, in the sequence. Yeah, like um, yeah. I mean, you talk about like no effects and lag wagon and stuff yeah. and like all those uh, like that was something that started happening in in like punk rock music is like this the sequencing of songs and intentionally like making them string together and i feel like what led to uh the creation of the song the decline by no effects is like a lot of that like streaming one song that's in the same key that flows into another song i've heard fat mike talk about like well it was written as like these were these are like separate songs and all worked as like one song like they like i think he intentionally like wanted it to be one song but like basically you know like functionally is you just writing several different songs and making sure that they're all in the same key, but they've all, you know, there's different parts. It's diverse. It goes up and down and it's just like one mega song, but that's interesting. I've never thought of that. I mean, I've never like writing a song that long. I've never thought about that is if you go in it going, I'm going to write like an 18 minute song Mm -hmm. or if it's, you know, you just, you do have these ideas and it's like, they mesh really well together. Right. I never really thought of that part. That makes sense. I mean, that's, that's something that, that I've tried to do with with my music, like the one um, EP that I put out, um, that was that's called uh, "Way Too Many Mistakes." Um, it's doesn't play like one song, but the way that I that I sequenced it, the way that I had each song in like the key of each song plays so it naturally flows together so some songs are are in like a minor and then um end on a c and then begin with a g or something where it's like just naturally like that would be like the next note to to play so it kind of it's something that i've i have thought about a lot and that i really appreciate when bands do it and one of the bands that is on my list does it really well in their album right it, yeah. like and i i do it too like doing uh like on the radio show like we put a playlist together like people don't think about that like tempo key all these yep. different things there's a reason songs mesh together you don't yeah. just randomly that doesn't randomly happen you you yeah. know all the things you were talking about are things that come into play that's why like i i've talked about it, like you know nowadays i i think producers sometimes get like you know, they don't get enough love or credit for like what a good producer does. And that's one of yeah. them. Like sometimes it's a band, but a lot of times it's a really good producer going, yep. we're going to put this song next to this one because there is, there's some theory in there. There's a little theory where you go, that's why, because this is the fifth of this note. Like we end right, on this right, note right. and the next is going to be the fifth in there. So yeah. we go to there or yeah. this tempo is this way. And it's the same thing with radio. I mean, they'll tell you there's like when I was doing top 40 uh, over at Kiss FM, like there's, there's a method to it. There's tempo. Right. You play this right. tempo, and the next one should be faster, and then it should be slower. Like, yep. there's a there's a method to the madness, and like people don't think about that kind of stuff. But like, well, there's more to it than just throwing some songs together. All it is, it, like, if you're confused, think about the last wedding that you went to, where there was a bad wedding DJ, <laughs> and uh, the the chop chopped up like songs that they would put on, where they would just be like. 
the tempos don't match and yeah. like the song styles don't match and maybe there's like a gap between the songs and like or maybe they're trying to like merge the songs but the tempos aren't even the same mm-hmm. and it's just like jumbled noise like there's that stuff is just like it makes its way into you know like when people create albums or even when you're making a playlist or you know mixtape or whatever like you you got to think about that kind of stuff oh absolutely absolutely i get i i honestly get pissed every every week and i didn't think about it for a long time but like with the power chord hour obviously i put up the show mix i put up everything i play on the radio show and I put it in sequence on the playlist to how I do it on the radio show. Yep. Like the way I've thought it out, the way I went, these songs go into each other. This is how I play it on there. And then I forget, you go on Spotify and that shuffles it all up. So oh, like, God. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you look at the list, I go like, okay, like this is how I had it sequenced on the show. Mm-hmm. But then I, I didn't realize for a while, I'm like, oh, it's not going to play like that. It's not yeah. going to play straight through each song. Right. Right. Because then I started realizing people will do like actually I did on this last playlist. Like you just put like if you have three songs on an album, you can just throw them together on a playlist. Not like they're gonna play back to back. Right. It just shuffles. Right. Which I, I, I well, apparently didn't realize that for a while. That's I think that's for the free the free version. Oh, I think, okay, that's what I think. I think if use. you do the pay, the paid version it it'll just play. Oh really? Through. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well that makes me happier. I hope everyone listens to those. Yeah. Pay pay for Spotify so you yeah. can listen to Perfect. those yeah. in in the correct way. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that uh that that uh, uh small local business Spotify you guys the small you guys maybe you've heard of them yeah small business Saturday you guys yeah yep. maybe maybe you've heard of Spotify well I, that's that's why Bandcamp is was I love Bandcamp. Uh, Bandcamp is you know Spotify is like for the listeners but Bandcamp is for the band it's so like band that's friendly. it's music friendly it's like musician friendly yeah so it's like it's tough because it's you know to to an everyday listener like maybe it's not the most convenient thing and like um, see that I don't know the because people, I don't think, I don't know if you've ever used it, but like, I can't say enough good things about the Bandcamp, like, iPhone app. It's great, but if you, but it's great if you've uh, bought all the albums. Oh, yeah, if you bought, albums, no, after but a if while, you're, they won't let you listen anymore. If you're, yeah. like, if you're, like, still, your wallet, yeah, bro. they're, like, they're, like, no, you gotta, you gotta pay for this, you can't listen to this album anymore. Yeah. And, um, which is, whatever, my only complaint with the Bandcamp app is you can't make a playlist that's a good point you know? i never thought like about if that they part. if they introduce really that feature part. i would probably discontinue spotify and go now, that's that's a, that's a bold point, point. Maybe i might that's not, where but. they made that's where they go like with that they like, should that's a great idea they should. i never thought about that part they obviously care about the artists that they're oh, hosting so um you know that that's something they can. If you're at Bandcamp and you're listening, Listen you should make a playlist feature, please. That's a great. That is a really good point. Doesn't even have to be. It, I like ju- that. it can just be of albums you've purchased. Even if you did that, and then people, because the other thing, um, you know, that kind of reminds me of. Well, not no, because you could still listen enough. But I, I I hate to reference the Zune. You remember Zunes, not iPods, but the Microsoft Zune. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so they had a thing where, and I think Zunes are terrible, Mm -hmm. but like the one cool thing they had, which I wish Apple would have uh, connected to, was if you had a song on your Zune, you could share that song to someone else who didn't have it to their Zune, Mm -hmm. and I think you could listen to it like something like three times. Obviously, it's not the playlist thing, but what I'm getting at is you can make a playlist on like Bandcamp, like of shit you own, like we're talking about, and then yeah, if they did some model like that where it's like, 
Other share people it. who don't listen yep. to it, you can share it. Maybe maybe they can only listen to it a few times. I mean, and but that's, that's the a thing. great idea. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the bands that are on Bandcamp, you know, maybe rely on word of mouth. So you know, it's I think that would be cool. You know, get people to, like you. You can listen to this. You know, maybe two or three times. Yeah, and check it out because you know that's going to help artists more than just like their ba- their album just sitting on Bandcamp not doing anything. Yeah, not, you not know? doing a thing, which can definitely happen. I I think you just came up with a great idea. With I love there that playlist idea. Yep. I've never thought of that. Yep, that is- I've, I've been thinking about it for a long time. I'm sure <laughs> a lot of other people have too. I can guarantee that. I wanted to uh, swing back, and then and then we can get into like uh, like our favorite music, like 2021, everything. But like you brought up earlier, and I just want to go back to it for a second. Like all the music in 2021, it was interesting because in 2020, obviously, you got a good amount. But I was wondering if it would continue in because mm-hmm. I was like, are we going to hit a wall? Like, did everyone release all their stuff in 2020? Yep. And then nothing. And honestly, we might have gotten if we didn't get as much as we did in 2020, we might have gotten more. I think. Uh, the only explanation that I've got is that people started recording in 2020 and took so their time and finished it. and finished their album in 2021. Okay, is what I'm saying. So like there was all of the bands that recorded and released in 2021, but also all of the bands that recorded in 2020 and didn't finish and then released in 2021. I think you have those, and then another. I think another camp that you found, and uh, and I even got it from interviewing a few people like albums that they were recording end of 2019 beginning of oh, 2020 yeah, yeah. and they go okay we're gonna hold off and then All they realize yep. it's like okay no i guess we're not gonna hold off yep like we just need to release this i think that also happened well yeah i know i've i know i've uh seen a, a few bands that i've followed that start that did start recording um yeah and in, in like 2020 or yeah, early 2020 or in 2019. If you were in studio like February 2020. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then your album got shut down for, you know, however long. And then it took a long time for like all of the music industry to be able to like bounce back. And it's like, are we safe to go to the studio? Yeah. Or are we not? You know, whatever. So maybe a lot of studios had to like close down too. Oh, I'm sure. So, I mean, yeah. Well, what a fucking shit show. Yeah, so, you're not kidding. It's, uh, I think I think the other thing too, and I remember talking about this with the man Lovebreakers like last month because they they were one of those bands. They recorded I think at like end of 2019, maybe beginning of 2020. So they just put out an album. But I'm yeah. talking to them. I'm like, so you guys working on any music? Not maybe thinking they were writing a song or two. And they're like, yeah, we're about to like it's time to go record the next album. Right. And they got me thinking. I'm like. That two-year album cycle is about to get broken for the next few years because you're going to have people who exactly did that. They Maybe they released an album in 2021, but they recorded it in, like, 2019, early 2020. Yeah. So that next album could be coming out, like, this year. Right. You know what I right. mean? Because everything got so screwed up that it's like... Well, it's like movies. Yeah, you know? movies are another one. That's a great... That's a good point, <laughs> like too. We, didn't, we had, like, one Marvel movie, and then now you're going to have six Marvel movies this year. So, you know, like... Yeah, that's... That is a great point. Like, you're like, movies Movies are one I didn't really think about much, but it's the same as music. You're right. It's like we, you're kind of holding off because some people, I think some people looked at and went, well, everyone's home. Let's release music. Yeah. Then there's other people who went, no, no, no. Like everyone, And also labels. The other thing is I think I say people, but it also is labels. I'm sure there were major labels, and not just major. I'm sure there's indies where it's like, yeah, maybe we don't release it right now. Maybe we yeah. do hold off and see yep. like what's going on. Yeah. So, I yeah, I think, I think all of that, like the whole traditional two-year thing i think is going to go out the window just for the next few years not that i think yeah. like because yeah 
really, if you look at it, there probably was like two years in between recording them and everything. But just right. the way that things are going to get released, like, and I think people are going to be happy. Like, I don't know that it's all a bad thing. Like a right. lot of bands, if you were like Love Breakers, I got really into them. They put out their first album in 2021. They already have, they're going to have a follow-up in 2022. Yeah. Like if you're a fan, that's awesome. Well, and it, even no effects, like they had talked about yeah. how they, um, they recorded the um, split with Frank Turner and then they released a single album and but single album was actually was a double, double album, album right? and so then now they've got uh the rest of the songs from that but then also fat mike's been recording over the past like two years oh, like geez. just a fuck ton of shit so oh, wow. um you know i i can't imagine that 2022 is gonna not have a you know a no effects release in there so nice um i i don't know i think that that there's going to be a lot of stuff that ends up coming out because people were people were bored the past two years fat fat put out some good stuff in uh i mean both years but 2021 um and as i say that i'm trying to think off the top of my head but i know like the last gang put out a great record the copyrights who had not put out a record in a while there yep I was pretty stoked on that. There were there were some good ones throughout. Fats that's good for a, a good couple of releases every year. Or not every year, but like each year. Yeah. There's yeah, always yeah. gonna be a few good ones out. Uh-huh. Like you're you're guaranteed at least a few good releases. Yep. But uh I don't know. You wanna, you know, I, I've talked kinda like my top ten, but I have like a big list too of like albums that I loved of twenty twenty one. But I wanna get into yours, because obviously yep. people haven't heard yours. Um what is or you had a top five, do you say, for twenty twenty? I've got it. So I've got my top five that I can talk about, um, I've got like a handful of runner-ups. Um, I wrote down like just this massive list of that is a nice massive just list. all the releases from 2021 that that I could think of. But I think what I'm going to do is just um, we can link my my Spotify playlist. Oh yeah, we can throw up that playlist. So really, it's just going to be it's it's going to be just that's the list um because there's you know there's just too much all, like yeah almost 100. oh dude i had to i had to go four hours the other day on the radio show i'm like yeah. can i have another two hours because like i'm playing all my favorite songs like 2021 i'm like there's not can i just go into 2 a.m like yeah and even then i had to cut stuff i was still right. cutting music that's the other point of that you talking about like that big old list of like just all different artists that you also have to remember in that i also had to cut things out that was also me running out of time on the radio and cutting like music and bands out yep so just an insane amount but yeah i mean if you want to start hell i would love to hear your top five to like begin with okay talk about that and the other stuff okay so um my number five is uh talk show host mid-century modern you got me. I, I give you credit. This album is great, and I I'd been meaning to listen to it forever. And you had it on your list, and I had to go listen. And you were right. That was a great, <laughs> that was a great yeah. record. Sorry, I had to add that. Um, I don't even like. And and the thing is, is for for some of these bands, like I I don't even remember like how I heard heard them or whatever. It's just you know those like the release radar and the you know the targeted playlists yeah. and stuff like just stuff kind of like comes in front of you and it and it either like you either keep it or you let it go and you know act like you've never heard it before but um <laughs> this is this is something that i just kind of like stumbled upon it's a great like pop punk power pop album yes. um like singer he kind of sounds like um 
the guy Andy Tanner from uh, Layman Terms and Dwayne. They were like um, a couple of bands. like uh, Layman Terms was on like Suburban Home Records, and oh, okay. Dwayne is like uh, him and the singer from the Gamets. Um, okay, I know Gamets. And um, also, there's he sounds like this this band. Um, the singer from this band, Hey Mister, from Toronto. I don't know if you've heard of them, I've but they the, released like one album I've heard in the 2014. Name. I've never heard a song from um, them. They're they're pretty good, but um, there's just something about his voice that that kind of sounds familiar, like that. Um, but there's also like a there's a certain swagger about this album that's like you're not used to, or at least I'm not used to hearing in like punk rock albums where there's like this kind of just really awesome quality to to not only the vocals but but also like the drum beat where where they just do things that are like a little bit more towards the like the danceable kind of like melodic side and like dig into that versus like where other bands would kind of like try to stay away from it and play it try to play it a little more straight that's a good that's a good point there's like like another thing I like about it too, like lyrically, I feel like it's not just your typical pop punk record. Like they mm-hmm. write about different things, some yeah. weird things, just things you wouldn't think of. Yeah. And like even uh, I think it was on your playlist. What's his name? Is it the ballad? Is it the ballad of Jack Nance? Is that the yeah, name yeah, of the song? yeah, 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 yeah. So like I had to look it up. I, I realized that the guy was an actor and everything, but like which also made it interesting. So you realize like what's the songs about? You started looking up the dude. I the yep. racer head that that guy. Um, but like at the end of that song, it gets very like poppy and catchy, and you can dance like you can dance right. to it almost, right. and it's so perfect. And that song's like very—it's a sad song and everything. Yeah. And like, by the end, you can almost like dance to it. And it's they like, have the three-part harmonies going. Yeah. It sounds like that chorus for that song specifically. I love that chorus. Um, sounds like I was like this almost sounds like the Teen Idols. Ooh, yeah. I didn't think about where they've that. got the three comparison. part harmonies and it's just like a real like that that super melodic kind of chorus um like the simple notes like you know over and over again and stuff and um that that song specifically kind of it's my favorite song really on the album after yeah. first li- like you know you know when you listen to an album for the first time and you're not familiar with it yet and you might like it but like there's one or two songs you'll hear and you're just like, oh, like that's the one. Like it kind of hits you the first time. Like, oh, it's probably going to be my favorite. Or like, that's the one that gets me into it. And that one, I mean, it's towards the end of the album. I was already into it. But like that song, I was really like, oh my God. Like I love, I love when bands do that. Cause usually like, you know, you have a, you have the album, you've got the, you've got it so front loaded with all the hits and stuff. But like when, when, yeah, when you, when you come up with like the best songs on the second half of the album, like that's, that's great. This also, and I just thought of this because we were talking about sequencing, that song into the final one. Yep. Re- like that album, yep. actually, if you want to talk about well-sequenced albums, that album is like like in a way where I notice it. Like in right. a way where I'm listening and I go, wow, this is really sequenced well. This was really, yeah. they thought out with these songs. They go into like each other. And that's such a classic like, out, like outro song too. Yes. So it's like... I don't know. That drum in the beginning. Yeah. Like the, there's yep. like a build up and stuff. It's really, yep. it's a good way to end an album. I think they were also thinking about, um, thinking about the live show too. Like, cause I, I think listening to this album, like I'm like this, this would be incredible to see live. They seem like they'd be yeah. a good live band for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just blown away. So people should def- definitely check out talk show host. Um, 
mid-century modern yes go do it because i meant to listen to it for a long time and once i saw it on your list i'm like oh i probably should go listen to that and then yeah off off first listen i was like oh man like i should have been listening this the whole time yeah um number four the young hearts the modern state um i heard this one yeah this is like a i i don't know i mean from what i understand a smaller band like they've got like like maybe 600 followers on instagram like i mean they're not like a small band yeah they're not like a i don't i don't know if they're on a label or anything i just kind of like again like stumbled upon these these songs this album and um it's it's more a lot more like mid-tempo like rock oriented than what i'm used to but um maybe similar to this this is maybe a bad example but like menzingers and like gaslight anthem oh, type yeah, of thing a yeah, yeah. little bit of like that that it's punk but it's not like it's not blast beats it's not no, really like no it's no? it's nice like easy like mid tempo rock songs and like um maybe a little bit of that like that uh like vintage echo on the vocals too oh, okay um yeah. And and like this album to me is like if you if you were just like um, going through going on like a road trip across the country and like cruising through like some of the middle states like on the oh, hot summer man. day and you've just got this album on like this is like to me a, like a road trip album like you put this on it's nice it's just kind of taking your mind off of things you're singing along like really awesome choruses and everything like this makes me want to listen to it because that's so important yeah. to me an album that's good whether it's a good night drive album whether it's a good road trip good summer album like whatever it is like an album that fits a feeling or a, yeah like a time or whatever those are my those are my favorite records yeah and the guy's got he's got like a really nice youthful voice too and like there's there's elements of it that are like almost remind me of like um the atari's so long astoria like that that nostalgia feel to it and like the you know the guitar you know driven songs and stuff like there's a lot of that menzingers and gaslight too yeah that makes sense the kind of like nostalgic you're kind of looking back yeah so this is yeah this is just like it's like if you could just take them take memory like awesome memories and make them into an album like that's what this is to me oh you're selling this for me i gotta listen to this it's i it's really great um Number three, uh, the copyrights alone yeah. in a dawn. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, yeah. yeah. Such a such a good, and I, I know we uh, share that. I'm sure we were talking about the copyrights on our Fat Records episode. We definitely but, did. We definitely did. Because um, when did, when the last one come out? That, it was like 2014, 2013, I think. Report, yeah. right? I think Report was the last one. Yeah, I kind of, I get confused between that one and North Sentinel Island. That one I think is before. That one's yeah. 2010, I think. Okay. And then yes, the next one is like 2013, 2014. Yeah. And then yeah, nothing nothing in between. It's it's been quite a while. Um I love the copyrights. I've so I've seen them a few times live. Like they're if if you know the copyrights, you know exactly what you're getting into. Like there's no there's like there's 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 no like uh like, oh well I liked this album, but I didn't really like this yeah, album. Not that it's, band. it's yeah, it's just like this is the copyrights, you know. So um it's this is just instantly a classic copyrights album. I was listening to the some of these songs and I was just like, I feel like I've heard these before. You know, it was like, like it it was like immediately in my brain and um 
they're one of those bands that's that can both innovate and evolve and still stick to their signature sound um and and not have things either sound too different or too similar yeah um they're just able to like kind of get in that groove and push towards the future and like do exactly what they do best kind of like dillinger for yeah. we got to bring them up because it's the podcast you got so, to. You so have to. um but they've been doing it for you know they've been around for like over 20 years they're just yeah. just crushing it with this new release um I, I I love that there's there's songs that kind of go you know all over the place. They got the fast ones. They got the the kind of slower pop punk songs and stuff. And they just kind of touch on everything that they do really well. Really awesome choruses and just really awesome lyrics. Like I I don't know I I think if you know the copyrights, um, then definitely you you can't sleep on this album. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's yeah. like if you if you like even if you randomly know one copyrights album, like you'll you'll like this one. You're like, "Oh, I liked their first one. Well, you're going to fucking love this one." <laughs> yeah, don't worry, you'll yeah. enjoy it. It yeah. uh I think I feel like Fat Records is a good label in that example of like not all their bands, but like having a roster of of certain bands where look at, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We know what we do, and we know we do it well. And, mm-hmm. like, you always kind of know what you're getting with their albums. And not in yep. the way where they're just rehashing the same record, but if you listen to the copyrights or you listen to a banner pilot or something yep. like that, you know what an album is going to sound yep. like. You know what I mean? Like, they're- Strung Out, like, I think I think of all the fat bands, Strung Out is the one that I always look forward to the most because they always f- find ways to still sound exactly like strung out but still find ways to like totally melt your face with their guitar solos they're a band and they're a good example because like i i feel like i like like anything they put out i always like it but they're one who will take more chances and you're right like you know it's going to be a strung out album but there's little things they'll they'll do on each one that like do separate them where it's like they'll they'll they're not a they're not afraid of playing around with different things like some bands are afraid of like Maybe we'll alienate our crowd doing this or that. Where I feel yep. like Strung Out's a little more open of like, oh no, yep. like we can try like this or that. Yep, they're very confident in what yeah. they do, which makes sense. I mean, also musically, they're probably the most proficient. Yeah, you know, I mean, they know their instruments. I, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think they're 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 up there. If you ask the fat bands who knew their their scales, yeah, I, I think them yeah, and maybe a few others. Propagandi. Yeah, Propagandi's probably the other one. Propagandi yep. and Strung Out are like the two or there's the shredders. Yeah, and like I guess we could throw a leg wagon in there. They're kind of that yeah. nice middle ground. I feel like of like the shredding of that, and then the more simplistic side of the you know um, punk rock bands. Leg wagon, I think, is funny because they they can do that, but they're they don't. You know what I like mean? They're capable like, of doing they're the capable word. of of doing like the most, you know, complicated face melting guitar solos, yeah. bass solos, bass lines, all kinds of crazy stuff. But they don't. They do it very tastefully. That's a good and point. they don't like you know, rub your face in it. So it's like it's it's awesome that they're like capable of doing that. But oh, they're yeah. just like, No, we're just gonna play these melodic pop punk songs and maybe throw in like a 
you know, a couple little guitar solos there. Remind you, like yeah. Chris flipping. Yeah, we know what this. the fuck we're doing. Yeah, like they they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I I do like them though. Yeah, I feel like they're like that like middle ground of there. But fat fat is one of those labels. Some labels have bands where look at, and there is definitely a difference of just shitting out the same album every two yeah. years, and also just being like, no, we know that people like the copyrights, and we know what they want a copyrights album sound like. You yeah, know? we're not going to keep writing the same mm-hmm. thing. But we also know maybe these experimental folk songs we've been working on aren't made for the band. Maybe we don't bring those to the band. Yeah. And their drummer and songwriter, Luke, uh, I forget his last name, but he's, he also like has his own side project. I think it's called starter jackets too. Yeah. That's a little more, it's, it's still like pop punk, but, um, yeah, it's a little bit different, but sometimes it's good to have yeah. those. Have your outlets other places. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? like well, that's why it's good. Yeah, that's why Joey Cape started Bad Astronaut. That's a good. You know? That's a very good so, point there. Um, it's having those different outlets is nice for the variety in your music and not you know changing things so much that you should probably change your band name, yeah, like Half Hearted Hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to they. I think they recently changed their band name because they were like, eh, we thought about it and like we can't really say that we're still they, this band because we're so far removed yeah. from what we started off doing. So do you do you listen to the band Turnover at all? No, I have I, I've heard you know of, them. of them. I know that they're they're somewhere in the in the mix there. But. Like, well, like I think of them because like and it, and it's cool because they they seem to be do they do really well with themselves these days. But like the last album they put out and the last few have been like more experimental. But in like it's funny because I think most people might think of them as an experimental band. But I remember I think from Buffalo I remember going and seeing Handguns and Forever Came Calling in like yeah. 2011, and the guy who ran uh, Broken Rim Records who put out like Turnover's first EP or something. He's like, because I was, he had like records and stuff. I think just his record collection. Like he was selling like, like I bought like the movie Life and Taking Back Sunday and Four yep. Years Strong, like random shit off. I and mean, it wasn't yep. a distro though. But anyways, he's just like, hey, like you, I see all this stuff you like here at this show. You'd probably like this band Turnover. So he's like, email me and I'll send you the MP3. So like early on, they were they sounded like handguns and Forever Game Pong, like a pure right. noise kind of pop punk band. Yeah. Whereas now it's so, and I'm not shitting on them. I just mean it's now so different, so yeah. left field. Yeah. That it's like, I mean, and maybe I'm the I don't know how big they were. Maybe they weren't that big when they were a pop punk band, so people don't associate. Maybe I'm the weirdo who associates them. Yeah, with yeah. That. But like the sound is so drastically different that you're kind of like i don't know this is weird yeah you also added um the band safety to your new playlist too oh, and yeah, their yeah. new their new release i i listened to that song and i was like i was like safety i know i know that band this doesn't sound like them and i oh, really? i like their it was like their first couple albums from like 2008 2010 That's I, like favorite. i went back and listened to it and i was like i was like oh yeah i used to listen to these guys all the time they, know and they were like, around before yeah no they they have some releases that were like really um i i don't know maybe like a little more like like post hardcore uh like a, kind of like yeah like that like that faster almost maybe afi I'm thinking if you're saying like 2008 and stuff, I'm thinking yeah. of the of the time mm-hmm. of what that would sound like. Yeah, right. somewhere like in that. Yeah, a little bit more faster. Uh, you know, more kind of like skate punk kind of stuff. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I I don't and 
as we're going back, like how we stumbled upon some of these bands, like I can't remember how I heard them, but that's crazy because I thought yeah. they were like a newer band. I didn't realize they've been around for a while. Yeah, they yeah they've been around for a long time. Damn, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, that is there, there's some there's some bands where yeah, it's it's interesting the the uh, you know just the the change of sound. I I was talking to. Uh, Jeff Cadill, the singer of Game Face, a few months ago about like his solo records he put out after Game Face broke up, and I'm like, do you think this would? Because it's so different from Game Face, or Game Face is like a pop punk band. And I'm like, do you think this would have bled in like this kind of power pop Beatles esque kind of influence stuff? And he's like, yeah, to be honest, we probably would have had I not went. Which at that point they're broken up, but like what I'm getting at is if you don't have that other outlet, you can start doing that like in your main one, like, and it's like you can alienate. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes you do a sound. And it can work out when you change your sound, but other times you end up just alienating your fan base. Right. And it ends right. up, you know, ending badly. Yeah. So I think having that, like, outlet and also realizing sometimes, and also sometimes people purposely do that, where they go, no, we're, we're changing our sound up drastically, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. But you got to kind of know what you're doing when you do that. You can't be surprised when you do that, and then people aren't. Like, kind of right. going back to the Ataris, like, I love Welcome the Night. And that album is so polarizing. It yeah. really kind of destroyed the Atari's career. But at the same time, even though I don't think that's right, you have to go, dude, you have to realize that might yeah. happen. Like you, when you look at the drastically how different it is, and then also I don't think Chris wanted to play so long a story of songs and stuff initially when, right. when they are doing Welcome the Night. Yeah. And when you do that, you have to realize that, sure, maybe you blow up and you're like the next Interpol or something. Like we're no longer this pop punk band. We're like this indie rock band. But the other thing that could happen is all those people who bought your last record. Don't buy it now. Yeah, they don't like it and you don't find that new audience. Yeah. Well, also now, you know, he's like playing live live streaming shows of all his old old songs on acoustic. So it's like, I don't know what. What did you want? What did you want to do? He's he's a good example of that. Like, I think he's... And as a fan, like, I'm happy for him because he seems like he's found that happy medium. But I think he's someone who for a long time went through that where you kind of abandon the things that made you big. Yeah. And you have to find that where it's like, I get you want to play... You also, as an artist, want to do the things you want to do and be... You know, you don't want to be up there just feeling like you're playing the same goddamn song for the right. millionth time. But, like, you got to find that happy medium. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of, like... I can do something where I artistically feel fulfilled, but the person who just paid money for this ticket is also going to like yep. hear the songs that they want to hear, yep. like enjoy it, yep. not feel like, why does this artist seem like they don't like me? Like, why, why does it seem like they knew I wanted this and they did the opposite of everything? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like people, people start taking that, I think personally with their favorite band sometimes where like, you got to. You gotta handle it a certain way. You can't like everything, everything that they come out with. It's like, uh, it's like, having a, a favorite director and and ha, you know they come up out with a movie that's like a different genre movie than you're used to listen or used to watching yeah. and you're like that's oh, not for me when i got when i got a little older like like blink is still one of my favorite bands but like they were like my favorite band for the longest time and then i got older and now i 100 the replacements are hands down my favorite but the thing that i say about that to be fair the replacements broke up a year before I was born. So as yep. far as them making a bad record or something, they don't have they can't do that because right. they're not around. <laughs> Whereas with Blink, you just change the singer and you yeah. change your sound and it's like, yeah. I love most of the things you did and now I'm not into it. So it's yep. like it is easier if your favorite artist is Nirvana, well guess what? They're not gonna come out with an album you don't like. Like they can't disappoint you forever. if they broke up. Yeah, forever it's over. Yep. Like that's three albums and you're not yep. getting anything else. So it's like sometimes you think about that with favorite bands or like you have to 
I guess the benefit of the doubt where I go, this one thing is over. Like, this was the idea. This was the yep. 10 years of body of work. And that's what I have versus a band who's still trying to do it. Right. Well, that's what makes uh, albums and songs and art in general precious. Because they're precious. It's not, it's not something that you're going to get again. You know, that's yeah. the thing that it is. And it's never going to change. And they can come out with new stuff, new content and everything, and you can like it or not, you know, and it, that's it. Nostalgia comes into that play, too, which is, all, I mean, it's kind of like us talking about, like, changing your sound, the good and bad of that. But yeah. it's like, it's the same with, like, you know, going going on that long. You're right. It's like there's that part of of what makes you happy and what you're doing as the artist and continuing it versus what people like like i always talk about it's like it's a i think it's a gift and a curse to get big off your first record because there's a good chance you don't sound like that on record five right right it's like it there's there's and it's also different there's certain bands who come out of the gate and their first album seems really realized and they know what they want to sound like and maybe that follow-up's not hard maybe they get success off that and they know what they want to sound like so they continue that way but maybe you're still figuring out your sound, and maybe that first album does really well. But it was never your intention to stay that right. way. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. it can bite you. It can bite you in the ass that way. But like, like with bands, and, and what I'm getting to is like, as they continue going, it, it's that it's that part of like, as a fan, sure you may not like everything, but those old things still exist. Like you, yeah. like you were just saying, like those those albums, like that album you heard when you were 16 that meant the world to you, like, it's not like that goes away. Yeah. It's not like when they put out a new album, they go burn the masters of the old ones and burn every copy. Like you can still go like that old stuff, Yeah, you know, but it, but it's so funny because it's easy to say that, but then that personal level, sometimes it is hard when a band that you love, you do take it personally when they change their sound or change, like it's human nature, but even like you feel slighted if a lineup change happens or something like it's, it, and you think about it, you go, it's ridiculous, but there is a part of you where just, it, it, it's like, again, it's just kind of human nature. You're just human. You got to deal with that change in art, you know, but it's special. I guess it's special too. I I was talking to my buddy about this. who's on a few weeks ago. We were, we were talking about blink and like, as cheesy as it sounds, I mean, I'm like talking about my love for an album called Enema of the State. Yeah. But it, it's like that can mean like like it, it's still like something means something so much to you that like I almost take it personally now that I don't like the things they're doing now that I'm like, yeah. oh, this sounds terrible. As cheesy as it is that I care that much about a band writing songs with Dick Joe, like just yeah. those kind of songs. You care about it so much that you, you know what I mean? If I didn't care about it, I wouldn't care. Right. If that makes right. sense. If I wouldn't feel so strongly about something that seems so silly if it didn't mean something to me. So it's like, I, I think music, while it seems almost silly to be connected in a way to like words and chords, like still it happens. You connect it to it in a way and it becomes more than that. You know, it becomes yeah. more than just a song you like sometimes hear somewhere. You know, you almost obsess over it. Right. Right. But. Um, I know we're getting sidetracked here. I guess we get back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on to, what was it, number two, I think? Now? Number two, yeah. Uh, Youth Fountain, Keepsakes and Reminders. Not heard um, this one. So these are one of those bands that's like from the story so far, you know, maybe four-year strong, kind of like, like screamy. Like early 2010s? Kinda? Yeah, like kind of like screamy vocal type type thing yeah, yeah. and normally um i brush a lot of these bands off because they're 
too derivative, but um, there's something very like authentic and uh, emotional about this album that just really drew me in. And um, it was it was one that kind of like crept up on me where I like heard the first I heard a couple songs and I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. And then like I started listening to the album a little bit more and more. And it really, like, grew on me. There was certain elements of, like, um, like early 2000s Blink and, like, Senses Fail and oh, nice. Silverstein and, like, even, like, some guitar work of, like, the starting line. Just, like, little Ooh. things that I that I found in there that's, like, um, these this band is, like, absolutely, like, their own band, but... You can hear um, their influence. You can hear you can hear these little things that like they wouldn't exist if it weren't for these like predecessors. So um this is this is the one where the sequencing of this album is like really awesome. This the songs kind of stream together um really well, especially like the first like three songs just kind of like flow really well into each other. But it's like yeah, I don't know what it is about this specific album that like makes me love it because it's not something that I normally listening yeah. listen to, but I don't know. This one just kind of like really hit me within the past like month or so that and just kind of like stuck and I I keep kind of like finding myself thinking about the songs, like kind of humming nice. the songs in my head. So this one I think was like if if you like the story so far, I would definitely absolutely check out this band. That's see, I, I like albums like that too because with you going like, oh, it's normally not my cup of tea, but I yeah. like this one. That always makes me want to go check something out, right? Because right. I'm like, like when I noticed I was talking about it, it like this year even like Turnstile's album is on a bunch of top ten lists, and I yep. like I loved it. I couldn't stand Turnstile before. Yeah. I never liked them. And on this album, I went back and gave it a chance, and it's normally not anything I'd listen to. Like, no band that, like, sounds like they would compare themselves to Turnstile, I would like. Right. Not into it at all. Not yep. in the least. I've seen them live. I think it's cool, but I'm like, it's not, like, that hardcore. Just straight-up hardcore and stuff yeah. is not my thing. Whereas, like, this, they mesh stuff up and they change things up enough where I'm like, credit where credit's due, a band who would never even... Like their first record, I could not stand it. Would no, it wouldn't even touch my top one hundred. And I went back and listened, and I still can't stand it. Yeah. But like yeah. this new record, like sometimes you got to give things chances. Where it's so funny, like no other album on my list sounds anything like that album. But that specific album, I love yep. to death. So like I yep. know what you're talking about. That like it's not like you probably have a whole lot of bands on your list that sound like that one. They did something special there. Yeah, they're they're the only one. Um, number one is the JB Conspiracy Beginnings. Um, this is like, I, I heard their, let's see, during 2020, I found their one album, their, their previous album came out in like 2013. Um, great, like ska album with like these like rock, um, kind of almost like new wave synthy kind of aspects to it. And... The JB Conspiracy, what what when I think of them, I think about like in 1998, if you were sitting there um, like watching a Real Big Fish video on MTV 
and thinking about what's the future of ska gonna sound like. This what's, is the progression. Yeah, what's ska gonna sound like in like twenty five years? This is that band. They're Ooh. like it, there's just like this, just this fresh new like kind of approach that's like both. It, it just kind of like hits all of those elements of like like loud, aggressive, soft, danceable, melodic, um, energetic, like um, it, it kind of hits all of these notes and like the, the whole album is it, this, this one is also sequenced really well. The songs kind of flow into each other. Um, but there's, there's just a lot, a lot of like really great, hits on this on this album that kind of like will satisfy every kind of musical like need that you would that you would want in an album you know what i mean almost like it like like if you're eating a dish and you want something that's like crunchy and has texture and is sweet and salty and sour and a little spicy and like kind of like hits all these different notes that's what this band does and they do it really really well they're from the uk um i would definitely check out this album and if you like this album check out their previous album um and there was like another ep that came out with it i think probably of like additional songs that weren't that were like for the album and oh just left off leftover tracks yeah so um definitely check them out this is just like this was my number one it came out earlier in the year and and never went away i i and i really like ska and it's one of those things too where as you're like talking about them i think of how like there's so many different sides of ska there's like you know there's the very lightheartedness ones i mean the bands who like their band name is a pun mm-hmm. and then you have like your operation ivies and your suicide machines and like the heavier yep. even more serious side of ska this i mean i'm i've never heard them i'm gonna go listen to it if you talk about them it sounds like they're almost like the middle ground of that, like in the yeah. middle of lightheartedness and like the more aggressive side of ska. Yeah, like ska I mean, punk. their songs, their songs are um, a little more like they're like more serious. They're not like mm. like goofy ska songs, yeah. but um, they're just I don't know. They just kind of like have have this really unique quality that like isn't really derivative of anything you can tell that these guys are like not only great musicians but are music lovers in general and See, i like that and draw band. influence from a lot of different sources it's funny like you're talking about that because when i was when i was doing last week's episode like going through my top 10 it's something i talked about i think on it seemed like i was a broken record but i think almost every album in my top 10 that was something i brought up i'm like you it's not that it's just because if you just write a straight up pop punk record, maybe I like it on one listen and I forget about it. If you write a really good pop punk record and there's different elements and I go, oh, shit, like I can hear this genre in there. I can hear this or that where you don't normally hear it. Those are the ones you remember. Those are the ones you don't forget. And I I mean, I probably do that anyways, but I realized this year most of my favorite albums were that because it wasn't just it wasn't something you could pigeonhole to one genre or just one sound. They did a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. like the Dirty Nil. That's my their their album Fuck Art was my favorite of last year, and I'm like, they don't. You can tell they listen to a bunch of different things. You can tell that like they're listening to like contemporary artists, but you can tell they've also listened to like even like Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley, even like solo wise. Yeah. Like they're going back doing 
old rock and roll things like yeah. in, in their guitar work and stuff where I'm like, oh, they know music. They don't just like like three bands and sound like them. These guys like music in general. Like when they say they, they're a rock band, some people say they're a rock band and you can go, no, you're not. You're a yep. Blink-22 ripoff or something sure. like that. Yeah. There's other bands who say like the Dre Nil say they're a rock band. I go, God damn, they are. I, yep. can't, I can't say they're this or this. I go, no, you're right. When you say you're a rock band, you you are purely a rock band. Yeah. In that way where there's like all these different these different things. So like and, and it seems like in your list too, like a lot of the ones you're talking about, like they're not just doing one specific thing. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Some bands do and, and sometimes that's great. Like we also we we establish that. I mean, there's the copy there's bands like that where you want them to do that thing and yep. always do it well. And they don't rehash it either. But then there's right. other bands where I go they can kind of like they mix shit up like this album. You can hear these influences. This yep. album, you can hear those yep. influences. I think especially with like younger bands too. You know, you've got you've got a lot more influence as to like who you are as a band mm-hmm. versus a band that's been around for twenty or thirty years is that band. It's harder to you branch know what I mean? Out. It's yeah, to branch so out that way. it's like um, you know you can you can have certain elements that inspire you, but I think it's more common for younger bands to kind of have like direct and, and more kind of obvious influences than, you know, an older band. Oh, for sure. I I mean, I think you're right. I I don't, it depends the band. I mean, again, some albums, it could be album one that your sound is established on, but it is true after a while, even when you take liberties and maybe you branch out, you're only going to branch out to a certain degree. Right. You know, album 11 isn't the album that you decide to, like, change everything. Yeah. Again, because yeah. if you exactly. do, it might blow up in your face. Yeah. You know, very rarely yep. do I think you can change your sound on album 11 and it just be all hunky-dory. It becomes, that's the one that we don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> because you're, you're in this place, too, where it's like you're so established that people who might like it are thinking of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like already whatever they think of you is attached and that can be good or bad so it's like people who might like this don't like it because they're not going to give it a chance and then people who did give it a chance who liked your old stuff don't like it all because you've abandoned everything and then you're out with no fans you're out in the middle of the ocean with zero fans start that side project (laughs) it's time for that i think that's that's the key to this whole episode is is anyone like if you're a lead singer of a band and you just all of a sudden randomly got into the beatles or power pop or something out of nowhere singer songwriters like you just finally discovered Bob Dylan or something, mm-hmm. go do your side project. Work, workshop it. Yeah, workshop go workshop it. it. Don't don't think that just because you discovered this right now means we have to like we have to introduce this to the sound yeah. and like change everything. Like either either think it out for a while or go do your side project. Yeah. Exactly. You don't need to bring that spoken word into uh into the band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> spoken word bridges. Uh-huh. Um, oh man. <laughs> so um I can talk about my runner ups. Yeah, runner ups. Um so I couldn't make this into like I don't know, six through ten. It's six through twelve. So okay. it's like it's like kind of like my here's my top five and then here's like the the you know number twelve through number six. So number six was uh jail socks coming down. Um this was just a really cool album. It's got like these little elements of like like guitar riffs ca- that kind of sound like late 90s alternative kind of stuff, nice. like these throwback things that are like really cool. Um there's like a little maybe a little bit of like alternative and like kind of like grunge 
things, but it's still like a pop, like rock kind of album. Oh, yeah. um, it's just kind of really cool. Um, number seven, On a Hiding to Nothing, is like this melodic skate punk band from the UK. Um, they're everybody just kind of like describes them as like UK no effects, but that's kind of, that's like selling them short, like way short. Um, there's like elements of like green day and good riddance and friends will rom and like, you know, like snuff and goober patrol, like other like early nineties, like UK bands and stuff. Um, but just like breakneck speed, great melodies. Um, just a super fun album to listen to. Um, number eight, Catapults. Um, they kind of, they kind of, um, reminded me of like the band Banquets and the band Maycomb, who's also a UK band, but, um, they're, this is like just a really great kind of like rock atmospheric, um, really cool, like choruses and stuff like that's, it's just a super, super cool album to listen to um maybe on in the same vein as like the young heart hearts album that i like but um totally different kind of style singer and everything but um number nine was cat bite the scab band from uh philly from philadelphia i need to listen to them more i hear i hear a lot i've heard a few songs i like them but I hear them talked about a lot, yeah. which makes me think I need to listen to them more. Yeah, they're kind of like having this having this like breakout moment. I think they're just making a lot of really great connections with like other ska bands and like just really putting themselves out there. Um, their album is called Nice One. Um, what I like about it, I don't know if you've heard them yet, but what I like about it is they've got like this really cool like vintage feel to like the guitar and the drum like as far as just like the tone um and the quality of it just kind of has this cool vintage feel and like they do these like like you know how in outcome the wolves has these like rock and roll kind of like solos that come in and like the guitar like you can hear it like sounds like it's on tape and stuff they kind of they have this when they're when they're like soloing, getting in the groove oh, and everything, nice. and, and um, the vocals are really awesome. They just it's just a really fun like kind of I don't dance, but it's a very danceable kind of just ska album. I love the last two years like the amount of like quality ska that we're. There's getting. been a lot. It's, there's it's there's amazing. Yeah, definitely a revival going on. Oh, it's a true, including for one, you know, for a genre that for the longest time, I mean, unless you were already a band that was, like, held over from, like, the 90s, very few, like, new bands were coming out. You know, like, very, very few new ska bands for a long time. Like, We Are the Union and Survey Says are, like, the only two I can think of for years. I feel like we're, like, carrying that torch up until just recently where now we're getting some really good quality ones. And a lot of the old ska bands are putting out, like that last Suicide Machines record, yeah. one of the best records they've ever released. Like, hands down, one of the best records they've ever put out, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's like the the world fucking sucked, so everybody <laughs> started, was like, we need to we need to cheer some people up. So Ska's start good, playing some ska. Yeah, people don't. It, it is funny. Ska's one of those ones, that, you know, it's obviously a polarizing genre, but it's like I almost feel bad for people 
who do shit on it or don't like it. Because I'm like, if you like ska, ska is one of the best. Like, it's such a fun genre yeah. to go see, even to go see shows and shit. Even if especially, you're not speaking and stuff. Especially at watch. shows. It's like, yeah. um, you can even, you can even like not listen to a certain ska band, but go see them You'll live have and have a great, have a great time. <laughs> I brought my friend to go see Less Than Jake years ago up in Rochester. And the way he put it to me afterwards, I asked him if he enjoyed it. And it was something along the lines of it. It was like if I had one and saw Nickelback and really enjoyed the concert. Yeah, I think you said that <laughs> the last podcast so, too. Because I'll never forget the way he yeah. put that. It's like, dude, like imagine you're not into this thing, but you go to it and go, oh, that was great. Like I, great. I can accept that this was a great show. Did my friend go out mm-hmm. and buy Losing Streak and Hello Rockview? No. Nope. He's probably never listened to him again. Yep. But that hour and a half or whatever, he's an amazing show. You yeah. know, it's one of those things that you can appreciate, yeah, whether you like the music or not. Um, my aunt took me to took me and my wife to go see the Avett brothers on New Year's Eve in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um it was like I mean, I don't I don't listen to them or really particularly like their music, but it was a fun show. It was, it was a cool, memorable time to go and you know, they're good musicians good singers and stuff so it's like you know sometimes you got to go and branch out and you might have a good time you know that's the highest compliment you give a band too because there's just so many things where if it doesn't if the music's not good like if you're not into that genre or whatever you're probably not going to like it but if you're such a good like live band that like someone can literally and like like you said like not like you hate the abbott brothers or whatever like but you're just not a big fan of them. Then you can go and you can appreciate it. Yep. But the same with ones you may just outwardly not like them at all. And then you go and go, oh, like I, even turn like Turnstile. Like I love this new record, but I, again, like I couldn't stand him in the past. But I saw him live, and I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, that band's meant. Like I get why other people like it. Yeah, it's one of those things where I go, you can go to it and go. You didn't convert me into a fan, but I get now. Like, yeah. I understand. Like, you're not going to hear me question why does someone like that band. It's like, oh, I totally yeah. get why. Yeah, the live show can kind of, you know, they can definitely sway some bands. That's why touring was such a big thing, you know. Like, back in the, you know, 80s and 90s, even 2000s. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, if you can grind it out and tour, you can get a lot of fans that way. There's bands, too, where that's... I mean, that's how you find your following. You're not going to get mainstream success and stuff. It's no, you got to like send send people spam emails for <laughs> your Spotify playlist. They, <laughs> now, they, uh, <laughs> that's the new touring. It really kind of is because there's certain bands like one I always think of. I think we've talked about it. You like Punchline, don't you? Yeah, Punchline's one where I go any fan, any and all fan base they have is from touring their asses off. Yeah, they weren't. You know what I mean? They weren't on the radio. They weren't big. People right. found them, myself included, was because they they opened for tons and tons of bands and toured their asses off for years and years and years and became known because they'd come through and play like, you know, if you were going to school up in like Edinburgh, you'd yep. play Edinburgh a lot. Oh, yeah, they've used to play. I mean, I've even seen them in Edinburgh and I didn't even go to school there. Yeah, yeah. I've so. seen them up there. I never went to school. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's it's one of those things where that is, uh, it's survey set, I mean, now, now they're... Uh, Keep flying, but keep flying is another one. Where yeah, like, you've seen I've seen them play so many shows in the last like ten years. Yeah, survey says and it's keep flying. Like you just go that band and you watched every time mm. where people show up because it's like they would come play and they'll come play places like Fredonia yep. where not not many people are playing. Yeah, and you go there and you play for those people and you give a good show. And next time, you know, maybe the first time it's ten people. Then those ten people bring more friends, and then it yep. you know it keeps going. Mm-hmm. Even even like uh, 
Or actually, no, sorry, go go on. You still have a, a few more. A couple more. So um, I'll just go through these quickly. Oh, you're all good. Beyond the Lamplight. Um, so Larry and his flask, the oh, kind okay. of like, yeah, like folky kind of yeah. um, almost bluegrassy like kind of band. Um, their singer um, and I think some of the other members just basically started Larry and his flask 2.0 as beyond the lamplight. And so if you like Larry and his flask, you'll love this EP that they came out with. Um, this band miss Vincent is number 11. Um, they've got like kind of like rockabilly psychabilly, almost like elements, um, super catchy choruses. Um, maybe a little bit of like alkaline trio sprinkled in there, but just a really fun listening experience um you're gonna be you're gonna have these songs in your head well after like listening to them you're gonna be like wow what's that chorus from um the last one this band um they're called doom scroll and their album's called immoral compass so it's like if uh leftover crack was an acoustic band um there's like mandolin and acoustic guitar and like one of the members they plays a washboard like an actual oh, washboard um and like i've never i've i don't think i've ever heard like acoustic music that like like is like threatening you know how like music is supposed to sound like hard and threatening like metal or like even like leftover crack like, kind yeah. of like cross punk yeah kind of like, like cross punk it's like acoustic um, cross punk is what but you're it's saying. yeah but it's acoustic and i'm like wow this is like dangerous but it still acoustic. Has the teeth. It yeah like still has, yeah wow um just like really fast like kind of like guttural vocals and stuff but like really still melodic choruses with like some harmonies in there and stuff like it was just it, it like i used to listen to leftover crack and like no cash and um there's newer bands like days and days and oh, yeah, stuff they're, they're that, leftover crack yeah right. and um i think they're all kind of like somewhat connected to as far as like band members knowing each other and stuff but um it all goes back to leftover crack yeah (laughs) all comes down to them and um and choking victim but uh this is just like a like way out of left field kind of thing that i was just like oh this is kind of cool so like i threw one of their songs on i mean all of these bands that i've i've listed like you can hear some of their songs are are on yeah on the playlist so you can check them out but um yeah, I mean that's that's about it, and then I've just got this like exhausting list. But yeah, check out the playlist, and you can kind of hear a lot of the stuff that really impressed me for 2021. There was and there was a hell of a lot of it. No, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely get that uh, Spotify playlist on the uh, on the Power Chord Hour uh, Spotify page, so people can like check. And I gotta check it out because honestly, once you got down there, you, you weren't lying because once you got after like the first few bands on your list, I hadn't heard any of those. Yeah. Few of them I'd heard the name, but that's about as far as it goes. I didn't hear anything else. Mm-hmm. How about as we look uh, as we look into the future, twenty twenty two? Obviously, we're in January, and the next few months are always kind of dead. I feel like this is a dead time of year for like yep. new music. But like anticipated, do you have anything you're like looking forward to this year coming out? Um, so there's this band called Color, the Color and Sound. Um, I don't know how to describe them. I, I guess you can, you know, you could say 
pop punk kind of thing. Um, but they're um, a really awesome group, really talented group, um, really like super melodic kind of like pop songs, really awesome choruses and stuff. They came out with like a couple of EPs in, you know, after post 2010, it's been a while, but I think they're in the studio recording. So I'm really looking forward to like that. Um, I'm hoping that the band symphony of distraction is coming out with an album because they've released, uh, I believe three singles so far within the past like couple of months with like new album artwork and stuff. So I'm assuming that you that they're coming. I don't. I hate to you know assume, but I think that they're uh, they're coming out with an album possibly. Um, If they are, that would be great. Um, The band from the tracks. uh, They're from the UK. They're. I believe have been kind of like on and off recording, you know, as these bands get older and start pushing 40, it's like, you know, I got, I have work, I've got my family, you know, this record can, can wait. There's a lot of like weekend recording. It becomes like, you know, like when we have time, you know what I mean? Like track drums now. And then in a few months we'll get to like bass and guitar. Yeah. And then, um, the latest thing I heard, the, um, Ace Enders made a post about new, I can make a mess. Oh, I'd stuff. be into that. So, I mean, he's a pretty prolific writer, so I'm surprised that he didn't really... I mean, as far as I know, like, early November or I Can yeah, Make like a Mess that. didn't come up with anything in 2021. So, no, you're right. Um, that'll be cool. Early Hopefully, November is like... It, sorry to interrupt you. Like, oh, you're fine. They're, they're one of the few bands, I always give them credit, the fact that they, they, like, could come back after breaking up and put out albums that were like people were just as interested in. Like they Crushing kind it. of they shook the nostalgia side of it. Yeah. Like like people wanted new music because it was so yeah. good. I think because I uh, um Ace is, is um he's like a student of music and seeing like following them from like 2005 2006 till now and seeing the development in songwriting and musicianship and experimenting and all the different iterations of music that he's made over the you know better part of 20 years um you can tell that that over time he learned how to craft songs and that's something that they just were able to like it was like early november did their thing they broke up then he started really getting into the weeds with all uh, you know like learning what songwriting was about and doing all these different things and and going out there and trying crazy stuff and then stripping things back and and then taking everything that he learned and bringing it into the early november post 2012 that's a good point yeah. and making them a even better stronger band for it and like also doing like i feel like they wrote those albums on their terms like they didn't try writing an earlier november album that would appease fans they wrote like they would write you know what i yeah. mean by that like yep. they didn't try like oh let's try to pick up where we were 10 years ago or something yeah. like that that sounded like an early note like those records like when the currents came out i feel like that's what the early november would have found sounded like 
had they never broken up. Like that yeah. album sounded like the time yep. it came out and stuff. It didn't sound like it was an old band trying to rehash something. Yep. Like I mean, I just they they just come to mind when people talk about them because I think of I think of that one and uh, what is it Imbue or however yeah, yeah, you yeah. say that mm-hmm. great record too, where you just go there. The, so many bands could come back. And no one, no one cares. Sometimes it falls flat. Yep. Finch put out, honestly, Finch put out a reunion record that I liked quite a bit. But they were one where when they got back to that, I think people cared more about the old stuff. They wanted the yeah. nostalgia. Yeah, it's you know. tough. It's tricky, especially with those drive-through bands. Oh, so. drive-through senses fail is one that I think they've, uh, and I, I think Buddy, because it's funny, you hear old interviews with Buddy, and he was very anti-nostalgia for the longest time. He was yep. not into it. And seeing them kind of come around where they play album anniversary things, and mm-hmm. I think even write albums where they go, "Hey, this does kind of sound like so and so." Yeah, there's a time they wouldn't play like they retired. Uh, I think one eight their big song one eight seven, and a few others. There's a long time where they would not play, yeah. or they'd play a few songs. You know what I mean? It'd be the Atari's thing. You hit yep. you hit that part where. We'll throw you one or two songs. Yeah, but you're not. Get, we're not like you're not getting buried alive. We'll play you yeah. this, but we're not going to play you yep. these three other songs. I thought the Swellers were kind of like that too, but I think it's. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. Did you just see they're teasing something like a day ago? No, they're the Swellers were teasing something on Twitter. What? There ain't much to it, but all I know is that my God, am I excited? I that surprises me. Yeah, so am I. That I was. That's why I, when you said the swellers, you just saw me jump yeah. like that and interrupt you because such, I'm like, oh my god, I'm okay with. The, I, I would be up for some new swellers. Yeah, they were such a good band, but I I remember like talking to uh, their drummer Jono like at a show one time, and um, up in Buffalo and and asking them like why they didn't play like. Or, like, saying, like, you know, like, oh, I love this first EP that you guys did. And, like, him being like, oh, we're we're probably not going to play those songs because, you know, we like to kind of move on and develop and be kind of past those songs and stuff. And so I think that they're, like, they were kind of, like, always because they started so young that, like, when you grow at such an exponential level yeah. and you're you're still young and you're and you're trying to like you move on and grow develop. up on their albums basically yeah. they were like teenagers and then you you see them so i can i can get it that like when you did stuff when you were like really young like that like you kind of even if people like it like you still yourself kind of cringe at it yeah. so it's like i mean they just kind of they tried to be as prolific as they could and develop and grow as much as they could so they always strive for excellence like what they're doing at that yeah time. and so you know i i think if you saw them in 2014 they probably weren't going to play very many songs from 2006 no not off not off that old stuff you, yeah you are right about that because i i didn't get up i didn't get into them until ups and downsizing but i can tell you from the set list from seeing them after that yeah they very very rarely were they playing old stuff I mean, it was all stuff I I recognized, and for a long time, I only knew like a few, you know like the yeah. the fueled by ramen era stuff basically for a while there, and that was what their set list consisted of. You know, they weren't yeah. throwing in like older stuff, right? Maybe on that last tour, maybe they threw some stuff yeah. in, yeah. But the I, farewell tour, yeah, which I missed for a goddamn uh, uh, public speaking class, which I Whoops. wasn't allowed to miss. Whoops, that was sad. But yeah. then I then I couldn't see the swellers. Yeah. Now I might be able to get to see them. Now, now they might reunite. That would be crazy because they've definitely been vocal about absolutely not 
reuniting. So I, I feel like, but you know what? T- to be honest about that, and I'm I'm taking liberties here. I'm only speaking as a fan. I'm wondering if that's not more though of like like say maybe even Nick specifically where you put your heart in this band for years, and obviously they were trying to get like. I don't think they would have mind being as big as like the Foo Fighters or something. They were yeah. obviously going for that later on. Yeah. They wanted to be a bigger band. I think they put so much time and effort into that band, and they were one of those ones where I I think they I think it bothers them that they didn't get bigger than they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think also they they probably just got burnt out because they were doing well, it too. from such a young age that they were just like grinding it out on tours every single year and then like they got to a major label and then they put out two records with them and f- feel like the major labels that hurt them like too. i think after fueled by didn't do what i think they wanted yeah. to the last few albums even though they were good like it seemed like some of that wind in their sails was lost after yeah. good for like including good for me after good for me didn't do anything really like outside well, of the scene they sell yeah they self-released it like i also remember talking to them it was when i saw them they were opening for the wonder years in early november in 2012 and I they missed were that tour yeah it was in uh rochester they were talking I was about to be at that show too <laughs> water street music hall yep i was supposed to be there yep i didn't have a so, car uh <laughs> I didn't either. I drove my piece of shit van out there. So <laughs> Damn, dude, I should have jumped um, in with you. Yeah. We didn't know each other back then, but uh they I remember talking to them again and they were talking about how they got off the label and they had to like pay like I don't know, ten over ten grand like for I don't know, it's something some merchandising thing or basically like kind of like a payout for or a buyout or whatever. I mean, to, they recorded the blasting room too. That can't be yeah. super cheap. I it was there was some kind of like financial burden involved with them like being released from the label and so it was like yeah, they were free and off the label, but you know, what what's that mean if you're like broke or like, you know, in the red? So That's I feel like that happened a lot more and that's the thing like with them it's like, uh, I don't, you still see it happen, but I really feel like in the 90s, you saw that a lot with major labels or a band didn't do what they, what the major label wanted to do, like on album yep. one. Yep. And like, they might be released, but it's like, you either owe this money or they, or they shelve your album. That, that half, that's happened with bands where they just shelve your album. Streetlight Manifesto. Yeah. Their one. Uh, at Automatica, <laughs> I think has an album yeah. that has never been just as, just shelved by major labels yep. for like, a decade now like just crazy you'll never hear it there's certain yep. there are albums that exist that you'll just never hear they're they're shelved away somewhere yeah you know so like I, I think that did happen a lot more once but yeah i would imagine after that after that goes down and you just spent years and years touring your ass off and just i mean really playing the game i mean yep. as much as you can you're playing the game and when that doesn't happen i think initially and that's why i wonder like with the swellers like i think initially when you break up and all that bad stuff's happening and it's new, and it's still fresh I feel like that yeah. stings, and you're almost like, "Yeah, I'm done with that chapter of my life." Yeah. Five years later, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at back on it fondly. A lot of those times were probably the best times. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're not thinking so much of the our label just screwed us and stuff. You're looking back fondly of those years yeah, of yeah, touring yeah. and all that. Yep. So, like, I wonder if that's not a point now too, where it's been a long enough time where they can come back and like go, "Hey." Because including the Swellers came back now, I don't think they're going to try to make... I don't see them touring like they did. That that version no, of the Swellers no. will never happen again. Mm-mm. But maybe what we'll get, which a lot of bands I think do later on, 
is you find that once you have families and maybe the band isn't your full-time thing, maybe you even have a full-time job and the band's just not your thing anymore, you see bands do that where they go through that rough patch and then after yeah. a while they come out the other side and they realize we're not doing this for a living. We've kind of accepted this. This isn't what it was 20 years ago. Yep. But we're still going to tour when we can. We're going to release music when we can. Maybe it takes us five years to write yep. that record. But honestly, I think when bands start to accept where they're, they're a lot and where yep. they are in their career and maybe they're not, again, like they're not trying to do what they were when they started out, they get better. Yeah. Like I like I truly think honestly that last Suicide Machines record when I when I interviewed Jason he didn't it would get written when it got written. It wasn't right. his right. and I think it shows in that not that he didn't yeah. care about it but that he wasn't trying to force out a record. And that's why it's good yeah. because he figured out the Suicide Machines he does he has a job. He has a full-time job. He right. has kids. He has a wife. Yep. The Suicide Machines are not his main priority. And even though I'm sure fans would love that to be his main thing, you have to realize that he has a lot. Like, once he's off stage, there's 23 hours in the day that, like, he's a wife and a husband and a friend and a worker and, like, just right, all right, these right. different things yep. where, like, I think you realize that after a while in a band. And if you can come back and do that, I think if you're more well-adjusted, I think that works better. And then yeah. Some bands can't. Life gets in the way. You get a little older. Maybe you can't make a living off of it. And again, it, it, whether it's it's not even bitterness, I can't imagine putting years and years into something like that, and then just it, what you wanted to happen didn't happen. Yeah, it's hard not to get a little frustrated. Yeah, you know, including when you go for it as much as like a band like the Swellers, who sure you know were just touring nonstop. Right, but maybe to to bring it back to uh, uh, albums of maybe like twenty twenty two, Swellers album. Maybe we'll get yeah. a new Swellers album. Yep, I wouldn't be against that. Maybe a No Effects album. Possibly. You, now, I think we talked about this last time. Did you like single album? Um, I still just need to kind of like, I don't know. I can't get into it. I I, I, I still like just it. need to, you know, keep, keep you know, bringing it up every couple of months. Because sometimes, you know, there's an album that's released that just doesn't, um, it doesn't, you're not like ready for any for that's any sort point. sort of that's reason like you're just not ready to hear that at that time and so you know i'll circle back the, to it it's also when it came out i i mean it, i don't know about you but like i wasn't expecting it to sound the way it did so i think also yeah. you know, what you're talking about if you're not prepared for that yep in the beginning it can also kind of catch you off guard sure maybe i, I probably have to do the same thing i i i will tell you it, it was not a Actually, to be honest, I don't know if I've listened to it all the way through. I think I really? Halfway. I, I did not like it. I think yeah. I might have started skipping around. Yeah. Like, and I uh, love no effects. No thanks. But I was just very, yeah, I was <laughs> like, I hate to be that guy, but that is one where I was kind of like, I wish you would just kind of stick to your. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's why there's like, you know, 10,000 other bands that are like modeled after no effects. And guess so. what? No effects will write another record that yeah, I like. Sure. They'll write, they'll write another one and I'll fall in love with them again. It'll be all good. Yeah. I think um, so. Uh, there's been absolutely no announcement or any news um, about this, but I am just saying it because I am looking at the clock, looking at the release date of the last one. I think me first in the Gimme Gimmies is Ooh, due for an album. I'd be into that. I'll just p- kind of put that out in the throw in the, in the universe. Uh, throw it out. Yeah, the universe. let the universe know about <laughs> that. Um, maybe it'll you know. Grab, carry on the wings of a butterfly and reach you know their <laughs> ears somehow um i'm looking forward to live shows yes uh th- um the new the batman movie and the new <laughs> doctor strange movie and 
uh, HBO Warrior season three. Warriors is that I've never Warrior. So it's uh, a show um, concept written by Bruce Lee, uh, oh, produced by Bruce Lee's daughter. Um, came out on I think it was Showtime, and then oh, HBO damn. bought Showtime or whatever. So two seasons out, but it's about. Um, the Chinese immigrants coming to San Francisco in the 1800s and um, dealing with all of like the the crazy overt racism and and everything I that imagine that, that was there was against the Chinese people at the time, but also um, and like with with like the labor and everything and them you know taking jobs and like against like the Irish people and stuff. And then also in Chinatown, there's like crazy, like opium drug wars going on between different like Chinese gangs and stuff with like all this crazy, like Kung Fu fighting and everything. Like it's a really crazy, awesome show. All you need to do is watch the first five minutes of the first episode and you'll, it'll, you know, you'll be decided whether you're going to watch this show or not. Damn, I'll have to check yeah. this out. You would be, be interested. It's incredible. Um, if you, yeah, if you need a show to binge, I would definitely recommend that if you've got HBO Max. I need um, HBO Max to watch the new Curb Your Enthusiasm, so maybe I can watch both of those. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. So 2022, it's just... You got some good... You, you're looking forward to some... Yeah. live show's a good some point. Things. I'm looking forward to... Because, uh, I mean... Like, live shows are, it's weird to say, because it's like, live shows are back, but even earlier, I think when we were talking, like, before the mics were on, like, I was almost talking about them in past tense, because they are, but I they're in that shaky, I think right now, like... They're getting canceled right now. Rescheduled, canceled, and stuff, and I think, I think at some point in 2022, I think it's too early, I don't, I don't think it's, I think the outlook will change, like, I think, yeah. whether it's spring, whether it's summer, maybe it's in a couple months, it could be March, I think, yeah, shows will, like... Truly, maybe that was like a soft start. Twenty twenty one was like yeah. the soft opening, yeah. And then it will be like okay, like we're we're like back. We'll see. You know, if not, back we'll to see. back to live streams. Fucking Christ, <laughs> or drive-ins. I yeah, I don't know. And that and people are like, what the heck's taking so long? And it's like I don't know. Look in the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> when you can't do much mm-hmm. about it, like there's not. Can't snap your finger. It's like all right, yep. it's safe to go to shows again. Yep. You know, I uh, I, I am definitely excited this year for uh, for shows. I wrote down a few, and I mean, I, I some of these I took liberties as well. Where I'm going, it's been yeah. a while. But Green Day, I do know, is putting one out. I've not been super into the last few ones. Yeah. But it's Green Day. Yeah. So I'm still excited. Like I'll always I'll always check out a song or two. Sure. Maybe it ends at a song or two. Maybe not. But like. I don't. I don't know. In my eyes, I'm always. I also just have been on such a. I listen to Insomniac like once a week, and anytime yeah. I like listen to that, I just go. Maybe they got something like this in them. I mean, I uh, after American Idiot came out, or whatever, is that the name of that album? The big one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just kind of like. I don't know. I didn't really care That's at the time. Um, and then. That and then like that song was like on the radio all the time. Oh, that album specifically, you were yeah. Okay, and and then uh, and just really didn't really. I was like, okay, that's just a, I guess a band that I don't listen to anymore. But I really like. I mean, I like Dookie and Insomniac. I actually Those like classics. I actually and and it'd been years since I'd listened to Green Day, 
and um, I was driving around my sleeping baby in the back in the back seat, and uh, I was like, uh, I'll put on I'll put on Dookie and see what that's about again. And uh, I mean, I think the last time I listened to it was probably on tape. So oh, yeah, I mean, yikes, yeah, it's been a while. So yeah, I, and I was like, oh no, it's great, it's cool. I you know be another 15 years before I listen <laughs> to it again but I get it that there's album. also I don't know if you saw this but there was a Dookie tribute album that came out yeah yeah I did um like South Bit, like Bay Area bands yeah I think like yeah. Get Married Get Married a band I like I think they did a cover on there and a few others I like and there was a there was a Rancid and Outcome the Wolves tribute and Outcome the Lawsuits yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um it's a great I, name for <laughs> I checked out I, I checked them both out a little bit um you know there's some real low budget recordings that i (laughs) really kind of skipped over for some of the songs but there's some good ones on there you know if you're into those cover songs i like including on like a record sometimes warriors is on there too they did uh oh really old friend oh i gotta check that that's like warriors are great on their ep that they just put out that that song was on there an ep it was in twenty. It was in twenty twenty one. I think I missed that. Yeah. Last I remember is the full length. They put out like a year, maybe two thousand nineteen. They put out an album. Yeah. It's been a few years. I think that's the last one I recalled. I'll yeah. have to check that out then. Yeah, it's good. Go back and listen. To one that. of their songs is on the playlist. Oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I won't even have to. I'll just go listen to the Perfect. playlist. Perfect. Yeah. I have, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Love Breakers. Who I had on there. Uh, talking about like albums are just perfect for times. Their album Primary Colors, their debut they put out this year. Is just it's just a sunny day. Like even even now, like I love listening to it now because not sound cheesy, but like when it's just dark out at like five and it's cold as hell. Yeah, you can put the album on it. Like transports you to like July with your windows. Yeah, down. you need those vibes going. Yeah, like I like there are there's some good. I liked I liked when Big D and the Kids Tale put out their record back in October. What I liked about it is it sounded like a summertime record in a time yep. where you don't people are putting out darker records and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a more it's a breath of fresh air in a time when like yeah. everyone's putting out something else. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I got those on there. One um they did tease something and I was looking, I thought it was this year, but they were teasing shit in twenty twenty, but banner pilot. At some point we have to have a new album. Yeah. In twenty twenty they said they were slowly working on one. And uh, I had to go back and look because I thought that post was like from this summer. Yeah. And I looked and it wasn't. It was like a year old. Yeah. So I mean, uh, like that one, kind of in the same vein. I'm taking I'm taking liberties here, but against me, it's been five years. This is now going to be six years since we got a new record from them. Yeah. Laura Jane Grace does stuff, but like against me themselves, we haven't gotten anything. Some shapeshift with me. Maybe. Um. I don't know. Does she like just not want to be doing that anymore? Well, the interesting thing, if I remember correctly, I'm, I might screw this up. Either Shapeshift with me, their last album almost didn't come out, and it was going to be like a solo thing. Yeah. Or she did this really good band, Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers, a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yep. And that album might have been what was supposed to be New Against Me songs that she said sound so different. And we're like, no. Like, like, she was smart. She went, no, this shouldn't be against yeah. me. I'm going to do yeah. my own thing. Yep. I think that might be what's going on is is she actually might be just like what I'm writing right now isn't really against me. So I think you might be right. It might be like, okay, we're going to stay at bay for now and I'm going to do this thing. Yep. And then when it's time to write another like fast punk record, 
Time there to go against go. me again. Yep. But like their old uh, their old bass player rejoined uh, Andrew Seward or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. he rejoined in like eighteen or nineteen and stuff. Really? So I mean, they have Adam Willard still their drummer, but besides that, they have that old lineup like the. The That's one that interesting. Had from what was that? Basically reinventing Axl Rose to White Crosses. I thought that they. I thought that there was some like it was like not. Uh, it was like kind of like a bad breakup, or as far as like it seemed like it. Yeah, it seemed like it fell apart. Like the lineup, like after like in between like White Crosses, like not like they all left at the same time. It was like yeah, it kind of slowly mm-hmm. like seemed yeah. to crumble. They had a good like they had a good. Uh, Lineup on last two records that I can't think of his name. Their bass player, who uh, he was in like the International Noise Conspiracy and a couple other uh-huh. bands, okay. he was good, but it's a different style too. Like I'm kind of stoked to yep. see them go back to that, like because it makes you think the next Against Me record might sound more like the older stuff. Yeah, which I, yep. I'd be Shapeshift with me had some good songs on it, but overall it may be the weakest Against Me album. Like it's not uh-huh. the one I think they should end on. Yeah, not say that they're ending, but like that's not the last album. We need we need another one, is what I'm sure. saying. Yeah, we need new Against Me. But we'll um, uh, I also have on here Interrupters. I did see you're putting something out. They are teasing that, and cool. that's another great ska band. I loved that uh, one they put out a few years back. Um, Super Chunk, they got a new one coming out here in a, uh, next month, I think. I'm looking forward to that. There's been new music, so I know that's coming. Uh, I put MXPX with a question mark because they're one who puts out singles and stuff a lot. Yeah. Yep. And they kind of, I don't know where that's going. Mike Herrera is just like he's he's like crushing the like the internet game yeah, right he really, now he's like he's a personality like, in a lot of yeah, ways. yeah i mean he's got the podcast he's, he's doing like forever. doing like the live acoustic shows he does the they'll like do live streams with the full band those like, were great they they called it something like this world and the next or something they were doing for a while like yeah. a series of those were amazing like yeah. really well produced they were just playing in that house yep. they have in bremerton or wherever wherever yeah. they're at yeah but really they sounded so damn good yep and and just like you know doing like keeping up with the posting and the you know releasing the singles and going on and like going on other people's podcasts and stuff oh, yeah. like he's just kind of like putting it out there because i mean like you know i guess i i think that that may be um, some some kind of like mental shift happened over the past couple of years no, where did. he it, was like, it did. It was like, I'm I'm going to be like 100 percent in on this, and like this is now my day job, and I'm going to like dedicate this to my band because we've been around for a long time, we've stood the test of time, and you know I believe in it. There were there were definitely I think some years where like you can tell he seems like someone. Did you think of how long he's been doing it too? Where I think things were done a certain way in the 90s, and they worked that way. And I think somewhere in, like, whether probably, like, mid-2000s and 2010s, I mean, things change already before that. But, like, you get to that place, you're the older band, you're not the newest band. Maybe yep. maybe the way the music industry works is shifting, and you're not as, like, as into – you don't know everything going on. You're not as ingrained. I feel like MXPX and Mike Herrera had a, had some low years for a while where they weren't doing a whole lot or doing anything. Yeah. Now he's jumped it. Now he's realized and seen where the industry's kind of flipped and how things have went. And like that, where you have to put yourself out there and your yep. personality as much as you are like a yep. musician. And I think he's embraced it. Like no label, just kind of yeah, like doing it all doing yourself. That stuff. 
And I give them credit for that because, again, like I I think when – because you forget how long they've been around together too. And it's like they were a band who came from a very different time when you didn't have to do those things. Yeah. It was very different. So, like, I I think he's embraced it. MXPX is another one where I think they're a band who had a hard time for a while figuring out – like when Yuri and and Tom were basically kind of like – when they were doing like MXPX All-Stars. It was like Mike Herrera – and whoever he had around, and they'd play old <laughs> MXPX songs. Yeah. Which as a fan was like, I went and saw it because I never saw MXPX live, and it right. was fun. Yeah. But now that I've seen them again, and they're like, they're back to like putting out music, and like it's the three of them touring and doing shows, it's way better. Yeah. And like, I think they found that happy medium where they were at first, they're like, the music industry screwed. We're going to go get jobs, and we can't do this now. Yep. And they're kind of freaking out like it's the end of the band, where now they're in a place where it's like, we go do our own things. They have other, including like Tom and Yuri. I think Mike's the real, like Mike does all that stuff. Like even Tom right. and Yuri, they have their lives outside the band, but they can all get together, record the music, go do shows and stuff. It, they're not going to tour eight yep. months out of the year, but there's a good chance you'll see them live yep. at least once a year. They'll probably play around you like, you know, at least once a year. So like, I, I think they're in a good place. And I don't yeah. know. I mean. Put out an album, guys. Put out an album is what it. I'm saying. Uh, Joyce Manor, I saw, is putting out one. I, uh, I'm i always up for new Joyce Manor, so I'm excited for that. Menzingers, I just put a question mark next to it. It's been a few years, so they're another one where it's like... They did the acoustic thing in 2020. Which I wasn't that into that acoustic version of that album, which was sad because they did... I don't know if you're a big a, a Menzingers fan or not, but... Not huge, but... On The Impossible Past, they did, they did this cassette, and there's like six or seven songs off that album, just acoustic, but they like rework them in this way, like... Like lo-fi indie might be the best way to put it. Like mm-hmm. it still sounds like Menzingers, but it's it sounds different though too. I, I don't know. That's a terrible. I just told you it sounds like it, it doesn't sound like at the same time. But like what they did on there was amazing, and I was hoping they were going to do that on the Hello Exile or From Exile. And it I don't know it, it. I listened to it like once, and it just wasn't anything I went back to. Yeah, and they I, they've done it in the past, and it worked really well. Reimagined songs this time. I wasn't that into it. Yeah, I think. Um, I, I don't know. I like there were certain songs that I really liked on the the at the original the album, album Hello Exile. and then um, f- it's from Exile. From Exile, from Exile. Is the acoustic one. So yeah, I think it was just like I already liked the original song, and it's a it's a well written song with a good chorus. Yeah, and so the acoustic song still has that. So you also know, it's nice. Can- can I throw in, and it's it's really, again, this is me taking liberties and throwing kind of a conspiracy out there. I, I wonder if, whether it be contractually or they were just asked, I think that was more an Epitaph idea for them to do that whole album acoustic because Epitaph has done that with a few other albums during mm-hmm. that time, actually. If you look back to in 2020, and I can't remember off the top of my head the other bands, but there's at least a few others that were Epitaph bands that like a year after releasing their album – they would come out and do like the reimagined version, which I, makes me kind of think it was more of a label idea. Because I don't oh, feel like the band yeah. pushed it that much either. If you look at it, they yeah, promoted like this, it a little on social yeah. media, but it wasn't that big of a push. This happened here, just yeah. you know. Again, like um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking liberties here. I'm not like talking shit on an album they put out, but I'm like, they kind of posted a few times where I'm like, yeah, was this kind of a label idea? Hey, you guys can't tour this year, and we're in the middle of pandemic. Maybe. Just re-record, you know what I mean? Like do a reimagined version. Like, yeah, I think label idea is what I'm saying. Yeah, probably not contractual, but probably label idea. Yeah, Yeah. like we're not gonna. We strongly suggest you should do this this. for money. Yeah, (laughs) you should do this thing for money for the exchange in money. Yeah, but uh, I am excited though, Greg. uh, 
their uh, well, one of their singers, obviously, but he's about to put out his first acoustic album or his first solo album, I think next month, and I'm excited yeah. for that. He, he has one song out right now, and I really, I really like it. I mean, it's just, it's singer songwriter. It sounds like what you would think a solo album from one of the guys from the Men Singers would sound like. Yep, at least the one song. I'm going off one song that's out, but I really like it. Cool. I, I think if you're into what the Men Singers do, it seems like it's going to be fun. Nice. But uh, yeah, those are my those are my anticipated for uh, 2022. As we close up here, I mean, for you, what, do you have any plans like art, music? Is there anything you like? Any goals for 2022? I should say, or just gonna kind of see what uh, kind of what comes up. Goals, I guess, probably try to um, like uh, what all like all I can do is like I think 2020 and 2021. Um, it was like, okay, so here's these grand, you know, expectations for myself. And then here's what reality is. (laughs) And then here's what your mental health is doing. And so let's compromise and meet, uh, where there's absolutely nothing done. So (laughs) 2022, yeah. So 2022 is more of just kind of like trying to when you focus on the positive things and you try to um it's like it's like when they're you're on an airplane and they're like you got to put the you got to put the uh oxygen on yourself before helping your neighbor helping a child like if you can't if you can't help yourself then like everything else just kind of doesn't work so it's more of like um you know do those do those quality mental health things and everything will follow because I've always got ideas. I've always got plans and like um, all these really, uh, really big ideas for different projects and stuff, um, whether it be music or art. But it just comes down to like, am I, am I mentally and physically capable of actually doing these things? And am I going to be critical of myself if I can't get those done? Yeah. So, you know, you can't, you can't be so hard on yourself. So yeah, after a while it becomes bad. There is exactly you beat yourself up too yeah. much. It's as bad as like just not doing it, the thing at all, or just like half-assing it almost. Yeah. Like you're almost as just a bad uh, situation. Yeah. And in a, in a perfect scenario, um, release the EP that I've got completely written. Nice. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm really tempted to, uh, just like kind of contact a studio and be like, okay, so um, I want to come in and, and record these like six or seven songs. I've got them all written. All the parts are written and everything. Just come in, bang them out. But then at the same time, I'm like, this is going to be a, a lot easier if I just recorded it myself because <laughs> then time. I can kind of, yeah, then I can kind of like be able to process like each part and not feel so focused on like, okay, well I've got to get all of the bass tracks recorded today. Yeah. Now I've got to get all of the guitar tracks, which is three guitar tracks per song in a single day or like two days or whatever. Like yeah, whatever it's just a lot. And it's... also by the way, you have to do the most perfect version of this. So <laughs> it's just like, you know, and I, I've just, kind of gotten accustomed to like recording at home so i think you know i'll test that out we'll see what happens um and then art i just released a 
2022 bird calendar. So it's awesome. I got one for Christmas. They look awesome. Thank you for picking that up. Um, you can check them out on my Etsy page. <laughs> uh, they're on, or you can find me on Instagram, Joseph Grice Art. Um, you just, just kind of search that. You can Google search it, and it'll probably come up with some something that'll link you to that. Um, and just doing more art, more paintings, and stuff like that. Nice. Do you do you find yourself? I mean, I got. I guess really, it probably just depends like where you're at at that time. But like, do you do you tend to do more of what like on a regular basis? Do you find yourself like writing music or like drawing or like whatever you do? Like, is there one that you kind of do more of the other, or does it just depend? You're kind of at the time that you're at. There was a point in time where I was doing more music than art um especially like after i graduated college and i was like art fucking sucks (laughs) and i hated doing it and the only time i would do it is if somebody was like i want a painting here's some money do this painting so you would do it for fun it wasn't it wasn't out of luck like it's not the hobby thing i would do it for money that's why that's when i would do it so (laughs) um yeah (laughs) listen i'm not doing it for the love of the game so uh then and that's when i was kind of like really focusing on like that was that was kind of like when i joined wake and um really got into like songwriting and trying to do like daily daily practice daily songwriting like it was like right after college you said it was after yeah a couple years after college and just kind of taking a break from art and um really really trying to like figure out what good songwriting craft was and um so now it's more art because art is also my job too so it's that and then you know music is kind of like if I've got some time to kind of play around on the guitar or um you know if I've got like a spare hour after I get out of work and the the kids in bed and I can kind of like it's not so late that I'm gonna feel like crap in the morning and I can just like you know maybe I'll lay down some bass lines and um I'll do that but yeah for for the most part it's art first and then right now it's kind of music is I love music. I listen to music every day, but you know, as far as like recording and stuff, just where I'm at right now, it's it's more like long term. I'm taking the banner pilot approach. Yeah. Got some banner. Yeah. The, the next, yeah, you'll put that out. The, the same the same day, we'll get a new banner pilot. And actually, you know what? If banner pilot needs a bass player for their album that <laughs> they're working heavy on, you heard those bass lines, dude. Hit me up. Hit me up. <laughs> That's some confidence. I I don't know. I like uh, they they've got some killer bass lines. Their tone is that, like the best bass tone ever. To be honest, that is a band where it, normally I feel like the bass player might be like the cop out thing. Like I'll be your bass player. Yeah. But in that instance, I would say the bass is much harder than the guitar. Not yes. To, not to talk yeah, trash, no. but yeah. the guitar is a lot more. All right, I take that back. Listen, if you guys need a guitar player for you your want me new to album, chug power chords. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do it. I'll come up with some harmonies and stuff. He, uh, and as I'm saying he, because I can't think of his name off the top of my head, um, yeah, their bass player, my God, yep. and Banner Pilot, mm-hmm. and he, he did, he was on a few Off With Their Heads albums, too, and you can yeah. you can tell the albums he's on, because yep. that's that style of playing. Buzzy. It's like, bu- like just n- kind of noodling all over the place. He noodles, and, and the other thing is, I chords. also, 
it, it also, I think, comes in that he plays a uh, a deluxe where he has the J bass pickups and the P bass pickups. Yeah, that's so what I my think, bass has too. Like, I just love that sound. I have I don't have a I don't have a Fender, but I have this cheap Samick. It was my first bass. I bought for like one hundred fifty dollars at yeah. Guitar Center, and I and it has it has both the the P and J pickups. But I put some uh, Ernie Ball quarter, not Ernie Ball Seymour uh, Duncan quarter pounders in it. Nice. And it's the same. It's like you just get a different tone, and you have both those pickups. Like you yeah. get such a unique. Because it's punchy, but it still has that low end of a P bass. Yeah. Because I always complain with P bases. I know it's like the standard, but I'm like, there's just no, there's not enough punchiness in it. Yeah. I like the punchiness of the of the jazz bass, where it's that middle ground of a P bass and a stingray, where it's not as it's not an active bass, so it's not as as right, punchy right, right. overly. Yeah. Which I love stingrays, but I know there's yeah. a time and place for them. Right. Whereas, yeah, the the blending of those two is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Though I'm sure I'm sure we're losing some pe- some Nerdy people might talk. know what the hell are you talking if you've about? You've made right it now? this far. Thank you <laughs> so much. Yeah. No, as, as we uh, as we close up here, I know you just uh, said a few of them, but again, like people want to go find your artwork. They want to find Joey Cobra, even Wake. They want to go find that music. Yep. Like Where where do people go find you? Um, music you can find. Pretty much everywhere you get music. Um, if you search like Wake No Burden or if you search like Joey Cobra Fever Dream or something like that. Um, if you go to uh, Bandcamp, you can find Joey Cobra on there. You can find Wake on there. If you go to, I think it's Bandcamp.com or JoeyCobra.Bandcamp.com. Like that. And then um, I've got the Wake album on there. Um, or you can go to ThisIsMyWake.Bandcamp.com. Um, art you can go to josephgrice.art nice yeah go check that yeah those, those calendars are really neat I, I mean I saw last Thanks, year we had, I think we got 2021 over here mm-hmm. but uh, yeah those are those are always neat so people should definitely go check those out but uh, yeah so that's for you if you want to follow us at Power Court Hour Twitter Instagram Facebook would, would appreciate it new radio shows every Friday night 10 to midnight 107.9 WRFA in this beautiful which shout out to them because we always get to do the uh, interviews in here. So, like, I have a studio to come hang out at and, like, do this show. So, shout out to them. But if you want to hear the radio show, go check that out. Maybe you're listening to this on the radio show. And, uh, yeah, I guess I guess that is it. Until next week, I think we will uh, I think we'll throw – I don't know what song yet, but probably after this you'll hear a Joey Cobra song. You'll hear something. I don't know what, but something will play after this. So, uh, fourth appearance, Joey, great talking to you. And uh, thank you very much for listening to the Power Chord Hour. Well, I'm going down. I'm going way down before you. I never stood a chance. But if you'd ask me, I'd say life's a fucked up series of events. A Rube Goldberg machine—it's sole purpose is bringing me down. The complexity disguises the plot. It won't ever stop. The current task at hand is keeping that ball skipping up beat but if I know Rube I won't land on my feet face down in a grave that's where I'll end up prepare 
myself now For future events No, I don't 